Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. Okay, podcast. Podcast is that the cartoon, name of the podcast? It's casual. Jesus. It's cartoon casual. Once again, it's been a little while since we've sat in these seats, Joe. Yeah, I think I lost my ass groove. So, Paul. Yeah. How was your week? It's good. It's good. It's good. Actually, it was actually a. It was kind of hectic. Oh my god, it's always the same. But but. Uh, we got some new work in, and we're reasonably productive, and things are moving along. And um, I'm not going to really get into detail, but it was a good week. I'm going to say it was good. This is not bullshit. People ask people, "Hey, how's your day? How's your weekend?" Just to get past that crap. Yep. People go, "Oh, it was good. How's yours? Mine was fine." Now we got past that. And now, now can we talk about important things? Right. So, but it really well, was good. But thank you for the details. Uh, yeah. Matt Lauer, back to you, Willard Scott. Uh huh. Oh, it's raining in Minneapolis today. <laughs> Willard Scott, there's, that's, there's an old reference for you folks. So how was, uh, I'm guessing you're asking me because you want me to reciprocate. Oh, no, I don't, I, yeah, that's fine. No, I don't tit care. for tat? No? Tit for, no tits for tat. My week begins on Sunday night and ends Wednesday morning. Like, I'm kind of over. Like, it so just you're like in the really middle of your anything. weekend right now. I am in the middle of my weekend. I'm on Friday part two. Okay. So I'm okay with that. But, um, I did do something today that I hadn't done in a very long time. Yeah. Hmm. It's not touch a Do woman. I, it's it, not touch a woman. No. Thank you. I know everybody's thinking that. No. I don't get to guess. No, it wasn't. No, you can guess. You can guess. Joe did what something did I today do? he hasn't done in a very long time. Had broccoli. No, actually, I eat broccoli every single day. Do you every, really? Every single day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's um, nature's broom. It is nature's broom. I don't, um, I don't know, Joe. Why don't you tell me what you did today? I went down to the Grand Canyon. Drove. Oh, so you went down the road. The road. Diamond Creek Road. Goes to the bottom of the canyon. Pretty fucking awesome. It's the only spot in the entire Grand Canyon where you can actually drive to the water. Right there. Right all the way to the water. It's 19 miles on a dirt road. Fucking awesome. What, what a cool time. And I, I, I've been there twice before, but it was over 15 years ago. I uh, went down there with uh, our buddy Terry. Mm-hmm. And our new friend Brittany, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Diamond Creek has a creek that crosses, crisscrosses over it as you drive down this dirt road. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's uh, it's an access road for uh, the whitewater raptors as they're pulling out and going going into the water. For those that don't know, uh, we are in uh, Kingman off of Route 66, and uh, how many miles away would you say the turnoff is, or where do you go? You go. East or northeast? You, uh, up I kind of don't want to tell people because I don't want to go down there and see a bunch of trash and Budweiser cans. All right. So what you do is Secret. you go down towards Laughlin. That's yeah, the direction. Yeah, that's it. You, <laughs> you want to go to the Colorado River and you're a dirtbag that drinks Budweiser? Feel free to go down to Laughlin. <laughs> if you're a decent human being and you know you you appreciate nature and all the blessings that we have, go out uh, Route 66 uh, northeast bound into Peach Springs. Buy a pass. If you're a local, which I was, it's $15 per person in your car. If you're not a local, it's $25 per person. That's per day. What does local mean? 
uh, local Kingman and Peach Springs. I think they I think they determine who's local and who's not. Like I wonder if I would have said that we were from Havasu if we would have gotten local discount because the lady at the desk asked us. You you go into the uh, uh, Walpi Resort there in the main drag in Peach Springs. And uh, just walked up to the counter. It's like a ho- hotel right there, I think. Yeah, it's, so, a, re- it's yeah. a really nice, it's a lodge. It's, a, it's an old, you yeah. know, or a really like a rustic looking uh, log frame brick lodge. Walk in there, walk up to the, uh, you know, desk and say, we want to drive down Diamond Creek Road. They give you a pass. You pay your money. The lady asked me uh, where we're from. And Terry, of course, Terry, Terry always wants to uh-huh. talk, talk to people. He's social. He's just like me. Well, well, I, well I'm... I'm from Mississippi. She's from Texas. And I'm like, they don't care. Like, <laughs> like, where did you drive from this They weren't morning? asking you they, for they, a conversational right. reason. I, I was trying to tell him that. And I'm like, no, if you just would have told her Kingman. And that's what I told him. We got in the truck. I was like, if you would have just told her Kingman, uh, like, she, she wouldn't have had to ask me and, and get my address, which is fine. I don't give a shit. Well, goddamn it, hottie toddy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, well, okay, you know, we got hot, it. Hottie toddy to you too, Terry. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, and she goes, oh, you're from Kingman. Well, then you get a local discount. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't get into the details of it. I think maybe if we would have acted like a couple assholes, she would have been like, oh, yeah, we don't give local discount, which is fine by fucking me because I would love to have that kind of discernment. Like if if somebody's a dickhead, I want to charge them more money. It's a dickhead tax. You should be allowed to do that. So I totally understand that. And if I were them, I, if they were total assholes and said, oh, where are you from? Oh, from just right down the road in Truxton, like like five miles down the road. Uh, oh, and they were assholes? Charge them $45 a head. I don't give a shit. So the um, you went down there. How, how long did it take to get there from here? Uh, to the Peach Springs turnoff, probably 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Yeah. And uh, and then another. I mean, you're talking an hour. It's 19 miles on a dirt road, so it's it's about an hour, all gotcha. the way down there. And the, the road is graded f- pretty well. This is the off season, so nobody. The only people driving on it are uh, tourists, basically. Did you see no. anybody else? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We saw really? uh, a couple on the way down. Uh, one like driving, and uh, we passed them because they stopped to take pictures and whatnot. Got down. Saw a ranger. Ranger yelled yelled at Terry for driving too fast, which was. One of the funniest things I've ever seen, you see a, a man who is pushing 60 years old, who is very respectful, but is also, you know, knows that, well, I'm Terry and I'm in charge, which is fine. It's his truck. But he was going like 18 miles an hour in a 15. This old guy pulls up next to him, waves us, and we, you know, he's got the tribal uh, lettering on the side. And the native gentleman goes... Oh, you're going kind of fast. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, it's downhill. It's a big truck. He goes, why? <laughs> Hilarious. It was because it why? stopped him dead in, my, dead in his tracks. I, uh, Brittany and I are just sitting in there just trying not to die laughing. Because to see, you know, you kind of felt like you got in trouble by your dad. It's like no matter how old you get, sure. if, you're, if your parent speaks to you in a certain way, you're, it's going to give you a moment of pause. They always will. There's just certain things like that that happen. And uh, that's exactly what happened to him. He goes, well, you know, I'll, I'll keep it down. He goes, well, it's 15 miles an hour. There's no rush. The canyon's only going to get deeper. And wow. I, that, that's a dad thing. I loved it. I, <laughs> I, 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 This guy was my fucking hero. He was so funny. And he took our permit, looked at it, and then that was about halfway down. Uh, took took some info off of that. And we drove all the way down to the what river. Was he, was he stopped just doing something? Uh, no, he was driving the opposite the direction. He was way. driving out of the, out of the oh, canyon okay. and just waved us down because he has to check. I'm, I'm sure he does. 
a few laps on that road because we saw him on the way out too and he stopped and commented oh driving the speed limit now uh-huh uh, uphill yep. thanks dad <laughs> it was funny i'm like terry you're, you got to slow it down you're gonna get busted again oh god damn it i i don't think he's gonna come back down here bingo there he was <laughs> you need to drive the speed limit um anyway uh yeah oh man it's so nice when he got down there was anybody else down there? no there's no one else down there okay um and it was really neat you have this little creek that's running into uh running right in the colorado river and you're right there at the bottom of the dam yeah. Or bottom of the dam, bottom of the canyon. Of the canyon. There are no dams nearby. I went there about mm, two years ago, and it was because a, a, an acquaintance of mine had a has a, a proper raft, you know, like with a motor and a big old inflatable thing, and we went in the canyon there. Did I tell you this? No, you didn't tell me that. Damn I, it. Well, it was actually it was maybe it was yeah about two years ago. It was, it was Carol and myself, and then and then uh, this guy I know who shall remain nameless because just because. Um, has a big raft set up and he goes, Hey, I got this thing. I got permits. We got, you know, it's a certain fee for people, but I got to put a couple more people on the raft if you want to go. I'm going, hell yeah. It's kind of cold uh, because it was winter ish, I think, or maybe it was early April, whatever. It was kind of, whatever. Still cold. Yeah. The water's always cold year round. It's just nice in yeah. the summertime. So we did it and, ca- and camped. Uh, we went down and, and camped one night and kept going. And he had a buddy of his pick us up out of, uh, Wherever you get picked up now. Pierce Ferry? Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. I've never done that before. That was a a um, once and not necessarily a lifetime thing. But normally, if you're going to go down the river, if you're going to do the whole tour thing, it takes a long it, time. There's to get... some, yeah, there's a lot of finagling. There's a lot of permits and passes and whatnot that you have to do. But knowing, you know, knowing the guy you're talking about, he probably had, he probably knew people. Right, you know? it's been here a while. And, and if you, if you, but also the other thing is, if you pay the money, yeah, you can pay money. As I was just, I was telling uh, Terry and Brittany that today that if they wanted to, if I said, you know, if you wanted to do a whitewater rafting trip next week, we could, but it's going to cost eight or nine thousand dollars per person to yeah. do it. Yeah. That's what you pay to bump other people out of line. Now, what I wanted to do at some point, or I still want to do, is go back upstream further. You know, you know, some people do the whole the whole canyon. Obviously, yep. you can do the whole. And that's what a week or ten day. I don't know what it takes. Uh, it's eight, a while. Eighteen days, nineteen days, something yeah. like that. It's two hundred it's two hundred and seventy seven miles from Lee's Ferry to uh, to Pierce Ferry, but they, I don't think they'd pull trips out at Pierce Ferry anymore because the water's too low. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I, I my brother will probably correct me on this. I don't remember um, where we, but it it, it it's I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you guys pulled out at uh, at uh, Pierce Ferry because that would be the only other place you can get in, unless you guys hiked out. No, we did not. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. So that's there's Lee's Ferry, mm-hmm. there's Diamond Creek Road, and then there's Pierce Ferry, and that's it. Those are the only places where there's ramps. Which where is you amazing can pull a raft how big out. the damn hole is. It's fucking enormous, man. Yeah, and that's I mean, the the country's so rugged. There's I and. Because I've looked at it on maps and I've asked people about it. That it, there's no, there's literally no. I don't think there's any other way that you could get in there. I do know that people will do like there's there's a couple short hikes, like a, like a mile and a half, two mile hike, but you couldn't, you know, to get out that are you know at uh, various uh, points. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of people taking like Lee's Ferry to somewhere. I've heard of people taking Lee's Ferry to Phantom Ranch. Or at least ferry to wherever the river crossing oh, is there, yeah. and then hiking the canyon out. And I'm like, you people are fucking crazy. I've, They're perfectly acceptable river you can float on all the way down. You don't need to be hiking five I miles have, out. I have seen that. I've been down to the bottom, you know, Phantom Ranch six times now, and I have seen groups of of rafters pulling out there. And some of them are camping, and then they continue on. But I've seen some do that and break down, and 
And then the, I think the people just continue on by themselves. The well, guides keep there, on going. There's trips where people are doing the opposite, where yep. they'll hike in to to Phantom Ranch or to the there, river right there, and out. then and then go down, and then hike out. I, I I guess that just seems like a lot of work. And I mean, I obviously some people don't want to be on the river that that, that many days. I would love it. Maybe they can't, uh, or maybe they can't get that much yeah. time off. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is kind of a it's kind of a, a bitch. Like I was I was explaining. Um, uh, the a lot of the cost involved in uh, running the canyon, the full canyon, is just straight up transportation mm-hmm. because Lee's Ferry is in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's up by uh, up by Page. The nearest yep. international airport is 350 miles away down in Phoenix. Yep. The and so if you you know you have to basically fly into Phoenix, rent a car, or or they have shuttle services go all the way up to Page, put in. Rest a couple days, put in, go all the way down, and then you have to drive from Pierce Ferry all the way around, and that's like, it's like a five, six hundred mile round trip. It's a long way to go. And when these guys are hauling a lot of equipment, I mean, it's a big damn deal. We being in, in Kingman, when the river running season is, we see a lot of tons of rafts, we see a ton, big yeah. ones getting shipped around, and uh, you know, being pulled out and are going the other way. Whatever, we see a lot of it. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting to be right here. To, to the point where I'm kind of surprised we don't have like a river outfitter yeah. company in town, which is, it's, it's, it, it sounds ridiculous until you start digging the, you know, digging a little deeper. It's kind of like when I found out, if I found out that there was a, there's a dive shop, a scuba dive shop in Kingman. And I thought, why the hell do we have that? And then I realized we have like, you know, three really deep fucking lakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> really deep lakes, where, very, where this, very close by. When the outfitters pull out and where, where do they go to from here? Where are they going? Where's their house? I, like <laughs> this place called bar house bar. Yeah. The probably bar, for, bar. Yeah. from I mean, the stories I, I've heard. Where, like, where is the, where, where do those rafts live? They're coming out of the water. I know that there's a company in Flagstaff that, that, that has that. I don't know. They, they're, North Country River Runners, I think. Okay. I can't remember. I, I, I feel bad that I don't know the name of that, that company. And I've been past their, like, depot, uh, which is in, like, the industrial park. It's actually close to, um, uh, oh, God damn it, uh, Historic Brewing Company in Flagstaff. It's it's near their main brewery. And they'll have, I don't know, it looks like a big RV, like an RV garage that has just rafts okay. stacked up okay. and then they have where they service the engines and stuff like that. If for the motorized ones, and then they have the smaller rafts and they're the six man and eight man. But, uh, I don't know if there's any other companies that run the river. I know that it's very exclusive. I think there's only maybe three companies that run the Colorado. You can get a private permit, but I don't even want to think about how much that costs. Right. I've heard of people doing it and my brothers told me about people doing it, but it either costs a lot of money or you just try and be stealthy and put in with a, a whole, like a group goes in like there's a term for it. And I, my brother told me it, he'll tell me once this podcast airs, he'll, he'll a tell rem- me Ramora. Yeah. It's not a Ramora, Ramore, Drake, Ramore. But it's that not Drake, would, Ramore. That would could be sense. Ramora. You could suck onto another. Yeah. Like the shark. Is that the like Ramora? A, is that what's good? Yeah. They, 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 they have, those, have a big sucker mouth with teeth in them that kind of suck on. Isn't that a lamprey? Did I just correct you? Did I just fuck you up? I think up? you might have, but I uh, maybe. May, I think Ramora could be Lamprey and Ramora. I don't. I don't. I at this point, I don't think it really matters. <laughs> but you're right. You would have like kayakers right. or or whitewater canoeer, you know, canoeists, whatever that will just put in at the same time as like five rafts. Basically, you're sucking off not, another trip. Yes, and and 
Not sucking off. Not sucking off. You're sucking off. Oh, God. How's it, depends on how you say it. Keep going. Just keep. Just. <laughs> You're sucking off. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to get you a shovel. I'll be right back. Okay. You, you are lampraying off of another. Yes. Well, what if, what if there was a shark? Motherfucker. No, wait, wait a minute. And, <laughs> and, and there was a lamprey on that shark, and then the remora was on the lamprey. <laughs> You just you just went so meta that um, no. Well, let's think I, about so now. Anybody out there wants to be on a podcast? It's kind um, of a train of a train. It's kind of a train of suck. A train of not really pulling a train. Not what I'm saying here, Joe. It's a it's train a of fish. Pushing. It's there... a train of fish that are all leeching off of each other. Not a circle suck Mother. off each other. This isn't it's Auburn a, University. It's in line. You're in line. Okay. I, I get, I get, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You took a really great subject and we just, no, no, just look, let's go back to your buried said, it There's the a dirt. term for these people that, that stealthily sneak in. That will sneak in because they don't have passes or permits. They're maybe professionals, maybe people that have just really good at running the river. And they, because I know that on some rivers you have to prove, you have to pass a certain, certain requirements test or, have a, you know accreditation before you can even just buy a pass rather than go through a company that does all that work for you. It was you. a moment into the wild and where he wanted yes. to go down and goes, well, you, you get a permit in 10 years I have to or whatever. Get what? A, per- a permit to go down the river? But it's, in a kayak? But it's there. Right. So he did I it anyway. To, and then he did it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And the, the, well, you saw what happened to him. Well, he eventually got eaten by a, well, oh my no, he God. didn't. He didn't he, get eaten by a, he there was nothing left of him to eat. He died right. in the Alaskan wilderness. I meant on the river. Now, see, now it's a, it's a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the 10-year-old movie, you people. What's his name? McCandless. Christopher McCandless. McCandless. Dies in the end. He, he does. And he, remember, He's was, been dead for 25 years. Speaking of years. getting eaten or not getting eaten, there, there was a moment in the movie where he was all emaciated. Yes. And there was a bear that did come up. And the bear's like, uh-uh. The bear, I think, was smelling him going, something's wrong with you. Like you, the bear's like, you need to get some probiotics. <laughs> no, I'm not going to eat you. Says you don't. Nope. You got way bigger problems than that grizzly bear. You're turned down by a bear. It's pretty bad. That's bad. You're, you're pretty bad. You need to you need to eat some protein. It's all. And he was a he was a voracious reader, and he fucked up right because he read. Look, mama, a reader. No, he. Yeah, <laughs> it was the wrong. There's a potato. See, uh, potato, wild potato, not a potato. But it was a potato plant. Some sort of tuber. But it wasn't, yeah, the seeds had horizontal as opposed to vertical lines or something. And he right. he didn't, he read it wrong, whatever, and was eating these wrong. Is that what Krakauer posits at the end of the book? Is that he, is that, that that's why he died? I don't know. I didn't, you, re, see, you're a reader. I'm a reader. <laughs> but I know in the movie, because I saw him flipping through, he was reading, he goes, what the fuck's wrong with me? You know, he started doing research and then he saw where he was, there's these little seed pods or something that are marked a certain way. And he... If they're mar- if they're horizontal lines on these little pods, then they're okay or whatever. Right. And, but they were vertical, and, and they he was what, eating those. And- I ate those, and he, re- and he looked it up real quick, and you could see on the you know, if you pause the movie and had to see why he was freaking out, then he said you know poisonous and da da, and then that's when he lost his not recoverable, and he knew he was in. He was toast. He was done. Thank you for saying poisonous and not venomous. Yeah. I I I, I like when people say that's a poisonous snake. Poisonous right. or a poisonous spider? Venomous. It's venomous. Po- poisonous means if you eat it, it'll make you sick. 
Venomous is it eats you and it makes you sick. I would never accidentally say it's a it's a venomous seed. You wouldn't have a venomous plant, <laughs> right? Because that to me equals fangs. Yeah, yeah, venomous thing. I think of fangs, uh, but some people equate that. Well, they have poison in there. If you ate the wrong plant up there, you might imagine that it has certain plants have fangs. You might be looking at them going. It's true. Speaking of, did you ever see the movie The Bear? Remember the bear came out maybe late, early late, '90s, I think. Late, um, Paul stepping into his own internal wayback machine. Think about the guy that, that, the I, bear. I may, I probably it, did. It had. I remember it was. There's some stupid soundbite on it where it was the. I think it was nominated for best. Some some it was nominated for an Oscar, and. Leno or somebody was making fun of it because it only had it was like the first time in Oscar history since there were since they've had talkies that it had, it had the least amount of human dialogue and it only oh. had like eight minutes of human dialogue in a two and a half hour long movie because it was basically just following around this bear cub that got separated it, it didn't get separated the mother the mother got crushed About what year was to this? death 1990 maybe I think um, I did but I I think well, I'm, at one point the the damn the bear cub eats mushrooms it was just foraging oh, around and ate, now ate I remember bad that. mushrooms I remember that he part fought. he ate uh, yeah. amanita muscaria mushrooms like the red ones yeah. with the white spots and he tripped his balls off so now tri- are, tripped his bear balls off are bears evolving now i wonder if bears are evolving speaking of have you ever heard of the stoned ape theory yep i had never heard this before i felt like i was well read especially when it comes to entheo- entheogenic plants and whatnot around the world because that shit fascinates me and the, I heard, uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, that other guy with the podcast. Uh, I don't think Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. That guy. Nobody hardly ever that listens to that guy. That other guy. Podcast. <laughs> I hope he fucking listens to this someday. <laughs> um, no, Rogan talked about it on one of his podcasts. Just barely, barely mentioned it. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Whoa. whoa. And I rewound. I was like, he said, the stoned ape theory, Terrence McKenna. That's all I needed. And I went down this rabbit hole. Which I might as well have been tripping my balls off reading this because it made so much sense to me. But I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a maniac when it comes to shit like that. It, like the dumbest shit makes sense to me. like there's a theory, right? Because I I believe in evolution. You do? Yeah. Oh God! Real quick, back to the Grand Canyon. On the way down there, I said, you know, it's really neat, guys. Uh, it, it, I, I can't wait till we get down there because we're at the like the tail end of the Grand Canyon, which means because it slopes, you know, the we're at the the the, the downhill down, we're down, side we're of the, the downhill side of the road. Yeah, the the, the lower part, mm. we're gonna see some of the oldest rocks that are visible on the face of the oh, the no. planet. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Oh, and I turned I'm, to Terry I'm and I was keep, like, I'm man, keep my head down while I'm listening to this and my eyes closed. Go ahead. And Terry goes, Oh man, this is going to be great, man. There's so rocks are so old. I'm like, yeah, man, you're one of those young earth creationists, right? He goes, what? And I said, yeah, these, or these rocks are almost 6,000 years old. And again, Brittany started cracking up and Terry's like, uh huh. Yeah. I'm a young earth creationist. Right. He isn't. He is not. Okay. He's I'm not. My head up now. Not at all. Like I never thought he was, but I was just giving him shit because he's from the south, and I just assume all everybody down there <laughs> thinks that the Earth is six thousand years old. Anyway, I just had to give him shit about that. So the 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 back to the oh wait stone date theory. Yeah, but I was gonna say that this is because if you think about it, because I believe in evolution and other people do too. Eh. And um, you you if you do believe in that and the different little things branch off 
something you assume that maybe something happened. There's a catalyst. There's always yeah. every, every time. And, and this goes for things that have happened in the past 200 years as opposed to 200 million years. There's always some sort of a catalyst that seems to have to happen in order to spark that that evolution. Uh, humans, it, if you believe such things, which if you're listening to this podcast, I really fucking hope you do. Otherwise, you're just really, really beating yourself over the head. Um, if you believe, uh, you know, in the classical evolutionary theories that uh, human beings kind of walked out of Africa, we all started off with very, very dark skin, and it was just a, that was just an adaptation. It was adaptation as we lost hair over the years. You know what's funny? Is I, I don't have a problem with that. In other words, I, I believe that's how it basically Some people happened. have a huge fucking problem. I know, them. because they're white, and they don't want to believe that they came from black yeah, people. And that's those, the bottom line. And those are, those are people that are assholes, and I don't like to associate with right. those people. I mean, I'll make fun of them all day long. That's the, that's the limit of my association. Right. But, uh, yeah, so as humans it, you know, uh, migrated further north or further south, depending— their skin tone got lighter because they didn't need as much melanin because they weren't getting fucking sunburnt all the time. It was it was just evolu- It was just a catalyst. That was a catalyst. Mm-hmm. Same goes with uh, 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 Darwin's finches and all, all, all number of things. There's always something that goes. Okay, this has been the same. It could be environmental. It could be just an accident. It could be whatever whatever sort of catalyst. And there's a theory that I, I in reading up on it, it's the whole, there's been tons of holes poked in it. But basically, the stoned ape theory is that uh, we're the prior to humans existing, what enlightened the um, uh, the apes to essentially quote come down out of the trees. What enlightened them was accident. Somebody accidentally eating psychedelic mushrooms. And I'd be willing to bet that this this I think it's a very good potential theory could have easily happened. Of course, I'm sh- I'm sure it happened. Some and, some ape somewhere and probably ate you know, those. It was one. I think it probably was one ape in this group. Yeah. That whatever sniffing around doing whatever and ate one of these things and then everybody's not paying attention. It, Pretty soon he's rolling around the ground doing something weird or But funny. all he has to, all he had to do was pick up a stick. Pick up a stick. The right. first think of the first ape to pick up a stick, which right. is what they do out in the wild still. Right. The first chimp to, to pick up a stick and use that to get ants out of the, and, the log. That's using a tool. That's advanced right. and, cognitive function. And this same ape probably did it again. And then probably one of his buddies or whatever saw him do this. Oh, what are you eating? You know, and that's, it was probably one group yep. that started doing this. Yep. One long group. And there's one group. the moment. And then, it, and then it spread from there. The funny thing is, is that even uh, I'm, I didn't look at the timeline. It just dawned on me. I didn't look at the timeline of when uh, 2001 was published or when the movie came out. But I, I would be willing to bet it would be around the same time Terrence McKenna published his Stoned Ape Theory. Ooh, yeah. And uh, because that's what they do at the very beginning. And for those of you that have not seen 2001, the spoiler alert, it's only a 45-year-old movie, but maybe you should look into it. Uh, the very beginning, you have the the... Uh, they're poking around. Yeah, they're poking around. They use a, uses a bone as a weapon instead mm-hmm. of using it as a tool, and which is a great allegory for, you know, um, anything from gunpowder to the nuclear arsenal of swords. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a shovel is just a blunt sword. You use that as a tool to build something and create something, and the other used to destroy. They're both made out of the same material. Anyway, the stoned ape theory just kind of blew my mind, and I read up. I, I spent hours reading up on this stuff, and it just there's a lot of people that that there's a lot of Anthropologist and uh, and uh, uh, paleo paleobotanist, I think is the term, that agree that this is a potential theory for why there was a huge jump in knowledge. 
it also explains why uh, chimps can be not chimps. Uh, uh, yeah, chimps. Chimps are known to be social, but only for the first like they, they think it was like thirty to sixty days after they consume psychedelic mushrooms, which is. <laughs> I'm reading this. I'm like, what? And then like the, I kept following link after link after link, like you and I both have talked about going down that rabbit hole. And finally I arrived at the person who originally, who was the first person to say, yeah, you know what? I think there might be something to that. And then started, um, studying it was, uh, what's, uh, oh, I lost her name. Um, the gorillas in the mist lady. Oh, uh, I, um, uh, Sigourney Weaver. No, it's not Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I can't think of her name. The real woman. Son of a the bitch. Real, yeah. The re- I, uh, I, I, oh, oh, we're awful. I, see, I'm, I'm breaking my. Sure, gonna, she I'm also doing, won. She won um, Nobel Prize. I'm sure for. Uh, I guarantee you, she's one oh of sorts of shit. I cannot think of her fucking name. Well, don't tell me. Just give me a hint. What her first name begins with when you find it. I, I okay. I, I can't. You can't just blurt it out. I'm. I. I won't. Give me an initial. Stand one initial. Two initials. I'm going to DF Diane Fossey. Sorry, but it was all, it was another lady too. Diane Fossey backed it up, but it was, she was the, she was one of the first to stand next to him and go, there's something to this. And she's the one that noticed that these guys, that these uh, chimps would, uh, and the gorillas, I mean, we're talking all, all of the higher primates. They were eating these things that they knew would make them sick, but then they would see shit and roll around and come to find out it's all. So they kind of learn they, 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 that they've been doing it presumably for thousands of years. Yeah. And she said, there's, there's, there's a, there might be some truth to this. It makes perfect sense. If you think about the fact that if you take something that scrambles up your brain a little bit and you learn something from that and you remember it after your brain is scrambled up, did, did you, or did you not just enhance yourself through taking psychedelics? So Which, that, that then then my mind just got more and more expanded. I didn't drop acid at work, people. I say that, <laughs> but I, like it just went from there. So you combine that with, and I'm making kind of a leap here, but you combine that with also our brain sizes are getting actually larger because of wasn't certainly you know, a protein or fat. It was it was consumption fire is what it, it came down came down to. It was yeah. it was being able to uh, cook proteins and consume more proteins. That's so if this mushroom and then protein stuff kind of got right. together at some point, overlapping. And if that be... happened around, well, because it, it's kind of what, what came first, the invention of fire or psychedelic mushrooms, probably mm-hmm. psychedelic mushrooms when they were apes. And because like I said, all it, the theory, it's such a simple theory. It's only like three sentences. And part of that theory is the fact they ate these mushrooms, got the idea to grab a stick, realized that the stick was a tool and could be used as a tool and you can build all the way up to the fucking space shuttle just from that one tool. Yep. It's literally that easy. It's not that big of a, it's not that big of a leap of faith to do that. No, it's not. There's more of a leap of faith in believing in divinity of, of a man and all those other, all the other religions to me personally. Especially if you look at, um, just, you know, that was, if this happened, when that happened a long time ago, but then look at the advancements that we've made in the last hundred years, just on let's again, aviation or any kind of technology like that. So in other words, that's a huge chunk. That's already after we made that initial step, but that could have happened pretty quickly. And then until some other material or some other process is thought of, then another little jump. Another of course. Little, that's the ages, right? You got the Stone Age, Iron Age, or Bronze. Bronze, Iron, Iron Age, so on and so and, forth. And uh, yeah. then the Age of Aquarius <clears throat> came in. Oh my God, the Age of Aquarius. <laughs> I remember I had never heard that song before, presumably because 
my parents, like your mom my parents didn't were have too it young. playing all the time. No, I think they might have been too young to have been to really like. How old is your mom? I hate to ask publicly. Oh, I'm not going to say that on air. You're crazy. She might figure out how to use her podcast. Let me, let me app do it. And you can Android. honk it out. No, I'm not going to. No, my mom. Okay, <laughs> my mom graduated high school in 1972, same year as my dad. My stepdad graduated in 78, so he's a little bit younger. Um, okay. my, like I, I think the Aquarius shit didn't happen until like the late 60s, early 70s. The whole flower power thing that that uh, the Age of young. Aquarius actually Age of Aquarius is from a musical. I don't remember. It might have been Hair. I think it's no, from Hair. I mean, oh my god! I should know. Or this. Jesus Christ Superstar. No, no. I I'm pretty sure it's from Hair. I'm not looking anything else up on this podcast. God damn it! You people can Google it yourself. Right. Anyway, I I just know that she wasn't really into a lot of the pop music of the day because she wasn't allowed to listen to a lot of it. Right. I mean, her dad was kind of a control freak type of guy to say the least. Anyway, so I'm, with, just, I'm just want, yeah, I'm just wanting combining the mushrooms and then the brain size. Okay, back and then to the back to more jumps topical of technology. Things. Yeah, and then if you look at here's another thing. If you really want to blow your fucking mind, so when Can I take uh, my shoes off, uh, yeah, you, like, you're more than welcome to. I don't I'm care. Gonna, I don't I'm gonna bend down. Shit. Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, you're gonna be all right. Okay. Oh, Paul hurt himself. Yeah. The uh, if you look back at uh, the mid 40s. 47, I think is one with Albert Hoffman. Oh, boy. Here we go. 1947. Oh, God. We're back to 1947. <laughs> Jesus Christ. LSD was synthesized. Uh-huh. From, I have yet to find and somebody. And Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. I, and Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. And uh-huh. the, the something crashed in Roswell. Uh-huh. A mushroom-shaped craft. There's a big no, mushroom. that cra- It uh, should have been a big mushroom that right? blew up and exploded. Maybe it was the there. obelisk from 2001. And that's called a circular mm-hmm. theory. Uh, no, the 19, I think it was 1947, I think, uh, uh, Hoffman, he synthesized uh, LSD. He gave it to other scientists, and you, you had, a, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a, LSD a branch here and, in a minute and, when you, after you talk about and, this. Well, And we've talked about this on a prior podcast. Someday you people will listen to it and put these together. It, it, it's it's weird to look at, uh, and if you if you... To think I'm full of shit, watch The Spirit Molecule about DMT. It's a great documentary, and it's on uh, it's on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. Like, you can watch it literally anywhere. And I think it's for free on YouTube. And you have tons. You have physicists. You have astronomers. You have <clears throat> a, a, a tons of mathematicians on there. They're all being interviewed. And they've all, all, all done DMT. Yep. And they've all done... Uh, which is dimethyltryptamine, Google it. It's a Schedule One substance, so watch out. But it's also a, it's a Schedule One substance that you can find in literally every flowering plant on the face of the planet mm-hmm. in various, you know, to, to varying degrees. And it's also produced by your pineal gland in the center of your brain. People go to Peru to do this. They do. Ayahuasca, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, which is... Some cool shit. That's uh, that's probably some someday. Someday I'll make the trip down to yeah, I'm, down I'm there. I'm afraid to even I, say I'd like to try that, but I really kind of would someday. Maybe I would. You they, know. People that swear by it call it the medicine. Mm-hmm. They, they they really do. They 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 and there's uh, one guy who actually runs a tr- uh, uh, um, god damn it I can't think of his name. I just listened to him on a podcast. Just be he was interviewed. And this is a couple days ago. I listened to him and he. Uh, he was really just kind of, he graduated college and decided he was going to go back and get his master's. And then he decided, fuck this. I'm going to take like a year off and kind of figure out who I am and whether or not I want to continue going to college. And just by happenstance, like he decided to hitch a ride to Peru with some friends of his that were going hiking. And he 
got kind of scared. He got scared. He didn't, he didn't do the, the ayahuasca ceremony. He didn't want to go through with it because he had heard lots of, you know, bad shit. Did he attend the he, ceremony? He didn't even attend. You're not allowed to attend it. Unless like his, you partake? His, the, yeah, unless you partake. Okay. And so he just stayed around in, uh, in whatever the town is in Peru. Then he, uh, like on his way home, he, he met up with a friend in Tucson. They took a road trip up to uh, New Mexico and, uh, he met a guy and they, um, uh, like he he was a, a essentially a shaman type guy, and so I think maybe this would be a good thing for you. You know, it's not if you want to, we'll do just a very small group instead of a group of like ten or twelve people, just be me and you, and maybe a couple other people, and that might be the best way to do it. In New Mexico. In New Mexico. Okay. So he did it in New Mexico, and it changed his entire fucking life. Like it, it just he he his course of his life made a very abrupt left turn, hmm. whereas he was tacking right. So, uh. And now he runs a tour company that the, all they do is, I think it's six or seven trips to Peru. Yeah. He now has built a small, like a, uh, he calls it something really new agey, kind of healing center or something like that. But um, he has people go down there. They actually have several nurses and a couple doctors on staff, including a neurologist, which is crazy. They have, an, uh, they have a neurologist and they have a stand, your regular general practitioner, MD. They have three or four nurse practitioners on staff. And um, they specialize in helping people take, quote unquote, the medicine, but they kind of give them a bit of a psych evaluation beforehand and make sure that that's the right thing for them. And, and they'll, they're known to turn people away at this place. This is in the middle of the fucking jungle at like okay. the headwaters of the Amazon. The, I'm going to assume you, maybe you've read this, but I'm going to, because it exists, it's out there. People are doing this. We know that our government is messing around with this, and oh, they did a lot. No- they, they, they. I don't know if they're messing around with it now, but I mean, there's, there's un, uh, declassified documentation. I know the LSD about, part, like, but this, is, yeah. I mean, this, you know, they with, with this the, certain the plants down there. I mean, I wonder I, if they're. I, you know, they're. Oh God, I hate bringing that motherfucker up, Alex Jones, but oh, he does. He, yeah. the guy almost can almost always back up with good data mm-hmm. what he says, and I can't stand the guy anyway. Uh, he brought up the fact that uh, the re- one of the reasons why DMT has been suppressed and is a Schedule One substance, even though it really causes nothing but hallucinogen, it, it causes hallucinations, and then nothing. That's it. You're like yeah. 20, 30 minutes, and then it's done. It's not like acid that's eight or eight, mm-hmm. eight, ten, twelve hours. It's not like peyote that's six to ten hours. It's not like that. And, uh, I mean, yes, you can take a lot of it, but all, all that happens is your trip is longer. And I don't even think, I think I talked to somebody who said that the longest trip they'd ever even heard of was like two hours. Do, do people, it's, do you think people go in there and do re- repetitive? Do they go down there? Like, let's do- yeah, that's what I was going to bring up was that the guy, the reason he calls it the medicine is that he, because the, the guy being interviewed, this is the guy that owns the, the, um, the tour company, Pulse Tours. I'll, I'll give him a shout out for that. You know, someone might help somebody someday. He, it helped him steer himself in the right direction and he wants to help other people do it and the the way he talked about it was very he didn't he wasn't self-promoting he wasn't he said his his website at the beginning of the podcast 90 minutes later he said is the website at the end of the podcast that was it he wasn't promoting anything other than there's a reason why these natives have been using this stuff for several thousand years and there's a reason why they do it at certain points in their life you know like that he said the the biggest thing that they do, uh, the, 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 the main times they do it is uh, boys, boys going into puberty, girls coming out of puberty um, before the couple doing, you know, taking the ceremony, uh, t- taking the medicine, so to speak, before they get married, before they have a child, 
or before they decide to have a child and if there's a, a major death in the family. And these are, those are, I mean, if you think about it, those are some of the, 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 the key moments in your life those that are, are markers, big, yeah. big markers. Yeah, exactly. Big psychological markers in your life. Yeah. And for him, he said, anytime he feels like he needs, he can't find the, he, he can't find the answer to something. He goes back to the medicine and it's, he said, he, he said it's he, at one point he went, he was, he's been running this place for about 10 years. At one point he went two years without taking it. Huh. So it's not even really a habitual thing. It's not, a, I mean, clearly it's not addictive, but there's also a lot of stuff on the back end of ayahuasca too, that it, it's, they call it La Purga and they call it La Purga for, for reason it means the purge. Uh-huh. And you will, most people get violently ill for a brief period of time, but it's not a bad violently ill. It's kind of like, you know, when you consume too much alcohol, you, you, took a shitload of poison into your body and your yep. body's like, I don't know what else to do with this. And so you throw up, I've known, I've seen friends, I'm not going to say names, but I've seen them like get really wasted where we had to set them on the toilet because they were throwing up and shitting their pants at the same time. Uh-huh. Imagine that. And imagine how good you feel after that, except imagine having a religious experience instead of a fucking hangover. And yeah. that's how he described it. So I thought that was, that was really cool. But getting back to the, 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 we are way off base on that one, but the, the, the stoned ape theory is that, that, that some of these cultures that were untouched by other, hmm, they're untouched by other cultures that may have stood in the way of their original, um, their original rituals and practices, like right. they say untouched by certain, you know, like missionaries and whatnot. So you have, you know, your up until the late 1400s, early 1500s, the Americas were un- completely, those societies were completely untouched by anything other than their own, kind of their own cultures. Yes, they warred back and forth, but they all had the same kind of similar structure and beliefs and, you know, the natives in, in, in North and, America. And they made sure they stayed that kind of isolated and unenlightened. Yeah, except <laughs> they had their own their own level of enlightenment. Right. Um, which is, I don't know, it's pretty fucking cool to me. But... Uh, uh, that anyway, I mean, that, that, I'm, so I'm talking about like sto- uh, other, I mean, other quote advanced Western cultures, and, exactly and isolating themselves and saying, well, you know, we're we're superior, and we're not going to mess around with that stuff. They had the, or, it, the, the the ideas that they had uh, their su- superior intellect, but uh, inferior attitude mm-hmm. is is the idea. You know, so just because their brains were bigger doesn't stop a bullet and they didn't have bullets because they didn't fucking need to. But yeah, the, the part of the stoned ape theory is that some of these cultures around the world from chimp to modern man, they were untouched by outside influence. So they still use those ceremonies to mm-hmm. learn new things, to jump off. That's where you get spears turned into atlatl, turned into bow and arrow, turned into this and so on and so forth. And then they eventually just didn't use it to war back and forth. It's like the South American tribes for 3,000 years hardly ever warred with each other. Right. It wasn't until somebody told them that gold right. meant was gold, gold was, was more valuable because it's rare. And that's what European explorers kind of did that. Right. Not that I'm anti-European. It is what it is. It happens 500 years in the past. But these, these cultures existed without ever well, fucking and, mass murdering each other. And, 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 and like, most wars yeah. now are, you know, they call it religious, whatever, but it's really economic. It's, period. It, it's it like, really is. You know, it's, gold it's, is oil, whatever. It's all these things that we value that we're going to fight over. Exactly. And, and for whatever reason, though, the Western cultures and certain other ones too evolved in certain ways to where we have this massive technology. But what's fascinating is that we were kind of untouched by some of these 
like DMT and things like that in these South American countries don't never really went in that branch that we did. So who's superior, who's inferior, who's whatever. I mean, would we have to even pigeonhole it that way? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different approach to life. Absolutely. That's, that's what it is. We're living this Western life. We're sitting here with all this technology and this, this, this podcast, uh, mixing board and all this stuff and having a good time with it. But that's kind of the direction we went, but certain cultures, that had more influence with other, you know, well, there are people say they're useless then. It's not, you know, what good is that? Well, just because it's different. Yeah. Just because it's, it's different. Yeah. It doesn't mean you need to shit on it for one. Yeah. And yeah, but it, yeah, they're not going to come squat. We can go down there and squash them. We could wipe them off the face of the earth. They can't do it to us. Does that make it superior? Does that make us superior? Like who's superior in that? Right. Exactly. In that situation. Again, we talked about coming in the, uh, the, the Lucayans and all the other different, native cultures that we wiped out. Wiped I say out. we mean Western whatever. The Bahamians, the Lucayans, they were the, they had their own language, their own people, and we wiped them out. Yep. 100%. Gone. Not like, oh, there are not very many now. No, there's none. And I don't, I, and I, I, I don't want people to listen to this and think that we're talking about white guilt because I don't feel right. guilty because no, I didn't no. do anything wrong. No, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's, this is just a fact and that it's something that happened. And it's in, in the, as far as the history of humankind, it's recent fucking history. 500 yes. years ago is recent history. Yeah. Um, anyhow, that's kind of, that's all I can think of about the stone date theory. I mean, I can, no, I can, I can, I could go on forever about oh, yeah. entheogenic properties of plants all around the world and the fact that, how the hell, how in the hell did they figure out that you can consume, like we consume today, like this morning, I ate a big bowl of uh, spinach with some eggs and all that. There's a ton of DMT in spinach, except your stomach acid and then your liver processes the DMT in it and never does anything. It just, you get, you just pass it. You just pass it through your urine or, or wherever. What you have to have is a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, an MAO inhibitor. Which there's some some of the old school antidepressants were MAO inhibitors, but you have to consume like with ayahuasca, you have two different plants that go into it. There's a it has to be at least two different types of plants. One of them is to create this ayahuasca. to create ayahuasca. But there's a and and, and that goes for a, a lot of different versions of there's ayahuasca, there's yaje, there's all sorts of other different versions of it. But it's they're all very similar. You have one plant that has the DMT, and then you have one plant that's the MAOI. Okay. So that you and you have to have those in conjunction because MAOI you take it, it's not I don't think it really does anything to you the DMT it's not going to really do anything to you how did they figure how, out how, how to yeah. put, how the hell From did where that we happen? are now to when it what didn't exist yep. and who who what see the yeah. shamans say that it was the that it was the gods it was through visions how many years ago about did this do they have record of this existing they don't they just always kind of used it this is down in Central and South America. I'm just wondering if someone has. Well, we know at least for a fact it's been 1,700 years. Well, there's I, there's the uh, oldest known usage of cannabis is uh, is like some sort of like a cannabis oil or can like or like a hash oil in uh, in China that's like 7,000 years ago or something like that. So yeah. I mean, humans have been using entheogens since they they ate the wrong fucking plant and they saw some shit. Yeah. Like they 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 always have because if you can't explain it through science, you're going to explain it through your own concocted religion. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we know that static discharge happens when static discharge builds up in a cloud and it happens and it grounds out on the ground. Like we understand that hits the ground. That's lightning and the sound is thunder. I thought we know that God was pissed off at you. Oh, for bowling. Looking at a wiener wrong. That's it. Uh-huh. Or, oh, or they were bowling with Zeus. They were bowling with or Zeus. Or Zeus was up there with 
holding lightning bolts and physically throwing them down to earth because he was angry at the villagers. That's it. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. That's how it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not up on that mythology, but... You think you think Zeus had oh god like a quiver? He has a quiver of lightning bolts. You think he holds them in the back like no, an archer? No, he wields it. He 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 gets it to come from his hand. I like don't. I think he's just always got a lightning bolt in his hand. Or they stand like cords of wood. They're over here off at the side. I I think he just summons them. I think They're it's I think it's godly. Rack. They're it, not in a rack. It's it's oh my god. There's no there's not a lightning bolt rack. <laughs> Or a, qu- a quiver. Just, I'll take that little one. Or a, qui- or a quiver. No, he just I, he, su- su- he summons them. I think he summons it with godly magic because he's the the because he's god. Zeus. Yeah, because he's fucking Zeus. Because he does what he wants. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Can't even stay on topic. <laughs> we can though. This is talking. I'm about... gonna get some fucking Adderall for you next time and see what happens. Um, but we got off on that because you were talking about lightning and something well, explaining if you oh, don't, oh, if you oh, don't I, have proper a quote-unquote proper science to explain something then usually a religion is created about it. that's that's where i know how this happened all that happened how they okay. got the two plans whatever they are yeah I'll, I'll, i should read more about this obviously jeremiah would probably he's probably up on i kind of wish i kind of yeah. wish he was here because yeah. he and i but if he was here having somebody else who's just as knowledgeable about these kind of things it, you might as well just go home Right, because he and I have talked about this for hours on end. Because it's just it's fucking fascinating to right. me. It's fascinating that I can go to Home Depot and buy two two different plants and make ayahuasca at my house. That blows my mind a little yes. bit. Okay, so here's what I think happened. Uh, obviously, down there for thousands of years, there were people mixing up crap because oh, little Susie, they weren't named Susie down there. I don't think probably not. Yeah, has a headache or, or whatever, and then we're gonna here eat that. That let's try. You know, it, this happened, and then at some point. A couple of things were combined, of course, and, and that's, that's it was a pure, obviously an accident. They weren't trying to create this hallucination. I, I don't think they were either. I think yeah. I think you're correct on that. They were trying to make some sort of a tea or something like that, and they put two things together, and they were like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "Wow!" And through, kinda, what was and, that that you? Like, which one was that? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, it's so bold. That, you never take notes, asshole. Trial and error. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So through trial and error, I think they figured out how to do it. But right, um, the the their native the, the native cultures believe that it was it was given to them as a gift from the gods to you know to help help you decide which is when every time the guy this guy in this interview would would talk about how you know it's at certain points in life you need some guidance some people go to their parents some people go to friends some people go to a therapist and some people pray which if you want to put it into like a judeo-christian kind of situation what are you gonna do? Like if you're if you're a, you're a devout, bleh, whatever fucking religion you are, mm-hmm. whatever religion you're devout, whatever, and you're looking for guidance. What are you gonna do? You're gonna pray and hope that you you get some sort of yeah, guidance. Whatever is, you're is, into, you're gonna reach out right to something. And that's what these people have yeah. done. And so going down that road with the stoned ape theory and the fact that Terrence McKenna believed and and convinced a lot of other people, not so much convinced, but just made a lot of anthropologists like think, okay. There might be some validity to this, what this acid head is saying. And when they started looking at these cultures, the the, the isolated cultures around the world, these little pockets of isolated cultures that took these entheogens and whether it be mushrooms or high doses of cannabis, which will become hallucinogenic, super high doses if you do it right, apparently, which I didn't even know. And I was like, I've smoked a lot of dope in my life, a lot. And I didn't, I never saw anything. I never saw shit. I didn't, I didn't, I, didn't, I, 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 I never, never. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
until I was like probably you know, 21, 20, 21, definitely. People usually see like a Taco Bell is what they Yeah, right. Yeah, I saw, I saw the bottom of a KFC bucket. That's all I ever saw in weed. <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, or or an empty Alfonso's wrapper. Like that's oh, I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Is that real? Oh, it's real because I have the shits now already. It's been 10 minutes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, um, a lot of these people around the world are like, okay, you have these small pockets of societies that are untouched by outside influence that are still utilizing these antigens. You know, you had the, uh, you know, the South American, Central and South American with ayahuasca. You had the North American uh, natives and Northern Mexico. How come they never uh, they took it upon them, How come they ever took it upon themselves to outlaw it? That's just fascinating to me that these cultures. Yeah, how would you? Why would you outlaw something? I, know, like, I mean, or why would you keep it legal? If why? The, why the, isn't that weird? How your, they? Your sarcasm is so thick right now. No, it's so thick. No, what? It's true though. Like, but anytime their any, cultures thought it had some value yeah <laughs> and yeah he didn't nope not gonna have that well, and granted i mean I, I realize that the native american church if you look at the native american church they're kind of um they're kind of like the medical marijuana folks that you know they don't have back problems they just want to get high mm-hmm. the native american church you're if you if you're a member of the native american church you can use uh certain antigens that are known to be to have religious value in North America, which is ayahuasca, yahe, peyote, like all these different ones. And it's legal. It's, it's completely legal. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's like some sort of religious freedom act in 1996, something like that. But those folks are, I, I feel like some of those folks are taking advantage because you look at them and they don't look like anybody who would be living in a hogan. <laughs> they they, sure. they look like some new agey types from Taos or Santa Fe, which mm-hmm. is... Which is fine, man. If you if Doesn't you if, if you figured out a loophole to make it work, then I'm fucking fuck more power to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I may hit you up someday. You know. Anyway, um, you had peyote in North America, and you have you know, all these different entheogens all over the planet. And the, one of the theories is why why are these why are these cultures that have, that are untouched still using this stuff? Mm-hmm. And the reason is is that it's part of their religion for one. It's part of their culture for two. And three, the bit is the big one is that they just never stopped going back millennia to you know whenever they whenever they that whenever they came down out of the trees, so to speak. And I, I, as I would, they became more evolved, they they found more ways to take this, and they just never forgot where that patch of mushrooms were, or that vine grew, or that cactus grew. That these pockets of of people they carried with it. Okay, we need to find something that's like where we came from. And it's it gives neat. them kind of a continuity. It gives a kind of a thing. It's kind of a of course, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how there's you know there's the 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 flood, uh, the story of the flood. Is you have cultures all over the world they that are it, yeah. far older than the Bible that they mm-hmm. all have flood stories as well. Mm-hmm. They they just they do and or, but then again you you can also poke holes in that the what do they call that the collective unconscious. You can kind of poke holes in that theory. And people go well well you know it's clearly the Egyptians had contact with the uh uh with 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 the cultures in central and south america because they both built pyramids or or that's just the easiest way to stack a lot of fucking rocks really right. high like it's really be up in the air can, closer to the gods yeah we're we get get closer there. to the gods so how do we do well we're not gonna build a goddamn cube because it takes too many rocks and can't do an airplane yet. yet not yet well i don't see there's another one the oh, alien the alien no. things oh chariots of the gods i know you ever read those any yes. of those books god yes. damn it i can't believe that i was allowed to check those out of the library because that just gave me 
I was tripping balls at 12 years old, not on any drugs, just reading those. I books. remember reading that when I was, can't remember where I was, but it was, yeah. I know Eric, I read Eric Von Daniken. That's yeah. his name. I couldn't remember his name. Eric Von Daniken. That guy, I thought that guy was, was fucking God's gift to the weirdest, just mm-hmm. the weirdest fucking 12 year old out there, which was me. And then I found out, I watched some of his shit later on. Like he did some TV specials. And he was his goddamn charlatan. Like he was not like like nothing he ever published or ever said or ever did held any water no. in science. And I didn't know that. I was so fucking heartbroken. I'm like, I had forgotten about reading those uh, those books. And uh, and like sometime maybe mid two thousands or so, somehow I, I I came upon like a couple specials on the History Network or something like that. And I'm like, holy shit, Eric Von Daniken. I used to read the shit out of his books. It just because I sit down and watch this, it and kind, it's like, yeah, and I got oh, super interested. I just, no. I just gotten like fucking TiVo, <laughs> not generic fucking DVR. I mean, like first generation TiVo. I'm like, I'm gonna TiVo all of his shit, and I'm gonna watch it. And I sat down one like Sunday afternoon, and Eric Von Daniken's stuff is just pure garbage. It's all hogwash. Like it's not. It doesn't stand up to any sort of scientific scrutiny. And you sit there staring at the TV, just blinking slowly. I was, I was so pissed because there was so. I was like, oh yeah, obviously the Nazca lines in in uh, Peru. I think it's Peru. Yeah, Nazca lines in Peru. Clearly, they had to have been drawn as a an airport runway mm-hmm. for aliens ten thousand years ago. Right. Well, that doesn't fucking hold up to scrutiny because <laughs> apparently there's mountains very close by that you can hike up to that they're actual fucking like. Incan cities on top of these mountains, and you can clearly see, you can clearly see the figures on the ground. Yeah, I was like, God damn it! Why didn't Eric Montana <laughs> say that? Well, because it didn't sell as many goddamn books. That's I, I just right. felt I felt lied to by this guy that was kind of my hero. Anyway, I was going to say backing up to the ayahuasca thing and that these different cultures with those different uh, hallucinogens and isolated doing their thing, like you're talking about. They obviously, I, I would have thought, would I still think that. If they felt there were some serious dangers with this, that would have been we can't mess with this anymore. We were having problems with it, you know. I so I, I'm sure you can OD on this stuff. Can't no. Like, like you can't anything. No. Well, you can OD on you know air. Okay, you can you can overdose on oxygen. In fact, that's kind of how most people die. It's right. called that's why we take antioxidants. Because you can't. You can't. It physically die from this shit now if you if yeah you can trip your balls off and wander away and walk off a cliff of course sure just like you can get drunk and get behind the wheel and kill yourself or somebody else you can do you take too many aspirin your blood will slice your wrist open you're going to bleed out because your blood's too thin so so dmt is not toxic i I don't think i don't think it's toxic in any way but they, they but they never used it it wasn't a recreational thing as far as ayahuasca and I don't know of any other culture that uses those kinds of things that I've ever read about that use them recreationally it's always in a specific kind of ceremony and it's all it's almost always uh, at certain rites of passage like I said certain certain turning points in, in their in their lives so it's how, not a it's not a Friday night we're done sowing the fields so we're gonna get high how is the how do the governments Let's just say Peru, for example. How, how do they view the government itself views DMT? Is it illegal according to them? It's not illegal. Okay. It's, it's not illegal. It all, is in our which, country. It is in our country. Yeah, it's a Schedule One substance, meaning yes. it has a. What are the other Schedule One substances? Which, looking at the DEA scheduled substances list, always boggles my fucking mind because uh, Schedule One drugs are drugs that have a high potential for abuse, and are potentially very dangerous. And have no no accepted Abuse medical mean, value, meaning addictive, obviously. And, yeah, yeah. And and have no medical value, mm-hmm. which would be DMT, PCP. Not I'm sorry, not PCP. DMT, marijuana, 
LSD. And I think that might be it. So here's the crazy thing. Think about the drugs out there that are really, really fucking bad. Like ones that are affecting our society right now. Methamphetamine. Yeah. Morphine. Heroin. All heroin. The, all the opiates. Heroin. Heroin is about. well. Heroin's a Schedule Two substance yeah. because it has medical value because it's yeah. one of the best painkillers out there. Um, and for a lot, you have I can't remember what it's called. Um, not morph. Not morphodrone. Anyway, there's synthetic heroin that's used for certain types of cancers or certain types of very very painful end of life kind of care. Uh-huh. Same goes for cocaine. Cocaine's a Schedule Two substance. One of the most widely abused and most addictive substances known to man is a Schedule II substance. And it's because it, it's a really good numbing agent. It's also a good blood clotter. So it's a Schedule II substance? Are you fucking kidding me? So I'm, I'm going to propose this. What needs to happen, obviously, it's not that, yes, these things are miscategorized. There needs to be an entire different chart or different categorization of drugs, completely different. In other words, they're saying Schedule One, Two, whatever it is. That's wrong way to categorize everything. They need to wipe all that and 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 re-table, right. make new tables and graphs and what do you want to call it for these different drugs. There should be some kind of yeah all overlapping and some and some not and you know and you know what I mean. You can't just yeah. lump that into a Schedule One or a Two or whatever. You, and and the fact is. What what's really bad? Oh, I forgot about another a big Schedule One substance, which is the rest of the world just kind of laughs at us when we still have it. it, it Schedule One is uh, MDMA, ecstasy, mm. methylene deoxymethamphetamine. That stuff is used in, in in and not we're not talking like a back alley in fucking Uganda. We're talking about in the European Union. It's a lower scheduled substance, which allows for medical research to be done. MDMA is is solving is is solving lots of problems when it comes to PTSD. And all sorts of other battle battle disorders and stress disorders. I think I remember it, this was kind of popular in Germany when I was there in 84, 85. Well, and that was prior to it being illegal here too, because I think it wasn't made illegal in the states until eighty eight or eighty nine. Okay. And but it was never scheduled, and that's when it just went directly to Schedule One. Like there, and so whenever something's Schedule One, it's very difficult to get. Um, one, it's difficult to get research grants to research the the you know to do any sort of medical research on it. And two, it, not only can you not, since you can't get the grants, then you can't even get the government to sign off on, okay, we're going to give you, you know, X amount or allow you to have X amount by this from this lab overseas or whatever to test it, which is why it's taken so long for medical marijuana to take off in the States is because, is because of Schedule 1 problems. But putting it and in Schedule was, 1 does help one thing. What's that? The money involved with the war on drugs. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, thank God. One. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trillions and trillions. That's trillion prisons, with a T, people. The police departments, jails. I realize that if we just ended the war on drugs tomorrow, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. I don't really give a shit because it's costing a fuck ton of money mm-hmm. to do this. Not to mention, people are fucking dying. You're putting people into you're putting people into prison for plants. Yep. Now, granted. Not everybody needs to be getting stoned to getting behind the wheel. I'm, I'm first one to say that. Same thing with you drinking be, and You shouldn't too. be drinking. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, eh, we don't need to rehash that. There are other, other yes. podcasts that are that rehash that shit. Yes. My my biggest problem is is um, is when there's things that for thousands of years were have been considered um so sacred that people would guard these plants with their life. 
They would protect them. They'll lay down their life for them because these plants are so important to these cultures. Uh-huh. And then we outlaw them. There's a re- there's a reason there. There's a reason there because it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. You know, it's dangerous. It's uh, they. A lot of people believe that the counterculture from the '60s uh, and people dropping acid and getting back into taking mushrooms and all this other shit in the '60s helped bring about a new enlightenment in the world. And there are governments that did not like that. And I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. I know our government does all sorts of secretive shit, which I'm fine with because some of it keeps us safe. But there's a lot of other underhanded, really terrible fucking shit. And if oh, you yeah. don't believe me, look into the Nixon tapes because he talks about the war on drugs and keeping blacks and I was, I was the blacks say, and the hippies down. Uh, initially, it was, I think, an anti-Mexican thing, I think, initially. It, 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 and then it was a black thing when under Nixon. Well, you can go back to the, uh, 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 the marijuana. Jazz, the jazz cigarettes. Yeah, the jazz cigarettes. The the marijuana uh, or hemp, hemp tax act of 1937, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which was just straight up a way for uh, um, Hearst, William Randolph Hearst, to yep. continue printing paper. And I was like, hey, well, I, they can make paper out of hemp. Let's outlaw hemp so that I've got all these, you know, wooded acres. We're chopping these trees down to make yep. my papers. But at the same time, how about we make hemp illegal and we get rid of some of the blacks and the Mexicans? <laughs> and they shit What's you know, not this, to love about this that? This is fucking documented. This is actual documented. There's proof out there that these guys sat down. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Well, it was the, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, <laughs> the Hearst. Like, the it was like the Pentavrit. The, the Pentavrit. They made but it is true. They did talk. They did, this was. An they effort. really. It's a, it's a real fucking thing. Like, this is a, they're, they're going. I'm a goddamn genius. We're going. We're going so to keep gonna my get, trees. Gonna, I keep my trees. We're going to get rid of the the marijuana reefer. Damn reefer addicts. We'll get rid of the blacks and keep the me- blacks and Mexicans down and keep them. Keep, you know, keep them in jail. And then you know, you know, we're talking what about uh, thirty years later, in the the late '60s. They decided, well, let's do the same thing, but we're going to make all these drugs illegal, especially the ones we know that are enlightening people to other ideas other than this, you know, Western philosophy of uh, divide and fucking conquer. Of course, in the meantime, our government's going to be experimenting around with all this stuff. Of course they were. Of course they were. What was the, uh, not Majestic 12, what the fuck was that called? The The Hateful Eight. It was not the Hateful Eight. Oh, no, no. Sorry, did that, was that Burp no. Audible? I, yeah, oh, it was Audible. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe edit that out. I don't no, care. I'll probably leave it in there. All right. Uh, the, somewhere somebody's going to be listening to this podcast and screaming the name I of know. the CIA operation where they were given them LSD and, yes. and, as a mind control thing, some Manchurian candidate kind of shit. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. We talked about that That's too. That's all it was, documented. It, it was a Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski was a part of that. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. They, he was in that uh, testing with the whatever... I think it was part yes. of this program. Yeah. And so... The <laughs> Unabomber, really for weird. those that don't remember. Yeah, the, the Unabomber. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski, turned in by his brother. Who was an airline pilot. Ted Kaczynski was? No. Oh. <laughs> wow. Is that... be, he would not be a good-looking airline pilot. He would be up there with his hair all... He looked like... Probably smell really bad. Kind of how you look right now. Like oh with God. the hair. <laughs> you kind of look like the Unabomber, Paul. You're just uh, I, you're, you're one hoodie away from I, being I think... I got a new hoodie the other day, by the way. I bought, a, bought one. Oh yeah, yeah, good, huh? So no, I think his brother was a pilot for U.S. Air, I believe, and I believe he was sitting down there. Did we talk about this at all? No, I don't think so. I think he was sitting down there and having his morning coffee, and reading a newspaper. And, okay. And in one of the newspapers, didn't they publish? They said we got to find they, this the, guy. Manifesto. the manifesto. They yeah, had published his manifesto. So he's reading this. His brother is reading this, going out. Oh, he goes, 
Huh. That's my brother. Isn't that odd? He's written shit just like that. <laughs> so it wasn't the FBI I, that found him. Imagine family picnics. You know, he's like, <laughs> like, oh, it's, hi, Roger. Oh, this is my new wife. And then, oh, and there's the grandkids. And they're like, oh, they're, over there is Ted. And Ted's just over there reading off a scroll, batshit mm-hmm. crazy, wearing nothing but a loincloth and just scribbling, hair everywhere, scribbling. scribbling away. And like, what are you writing up, Ted? Ah, it's my manifesto. I go, all right. Yeah, we got a retarded Yeah, it was not there. the CIA or FBI or anybody else that caught him. It was his brother. His brother. Going, oh, and probably... he called him up and said, I think this is my brother. I think really? my, my brother might be the what, Unabomber. What's your brother doing? He's living up in the Montana in the middle of nowhere. He's weird. He's like shitting and pissing in his own buckets and yeah. labeling them day in and day yeah. out like uh, Howard Hughes. Excuse me, Mr. Uh, Other Kaczynski. Where about is this, do you think? It's... Uh... And gave him a, probably GPS coordinates, and they like, went to his little. They went to his weird cabin, cabin, ten by ten foot or whatever the frick it was. So yeah, so there you go. That's what happens when the government Goddamn. gets hold of the LSD. The government and uh, MK Ultra. MK Ultra was the name of the mind control. Okay. It was a mind control program for LSD. I had to look it up while you were talking about Mr. Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah, so, the the what? No, I was. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The. Bottom line is with the, the those, I feel like there's there's a, a an ongoing and very all consuming just a blanketed uh, idea that these things are scary, these substances are scary, so we should control people the, the amount of people that consume these substances, and there's a growing number of people out there that are like no the no these these are these are good these are good things these can help you get through shit make decisions in your life do all sorts of things if you use them properly it's kind of like it's just like pain medicine opioids are amazing they're amazing they're amazing how they work they're amazing how effective they are at killing pain and if used properly they're great they're fine it's using them improperly that causes the fucking problem. Well, it's like anything, again, we again, like you pointed out, we've already talked about this, but it's the same thing. Alcohol is the same thing. It's a legal thing, but holy cow, it's it's a huge problem in society and everybody overindulged, not everybody, whatever, but certain people, you know, it's you a have- major problem, but it's legal. And so does that mean if LSD and all these other things were legal that more people would be driving around under the influence and fucked up and losing their jobs. I don't really think so. Yeah, I don't really part. I don't really think so. I think you would just have less people in jail for it. Yeah. Of course you're gonna have a few people that are like, uh, you know, tonight in the Sunday you know, six o'clock news, uh Johnny was driving on acid and ran in ran over three school children. Yes, you're gonna have that every once in a while. You are. You just are. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of goes back to um something that uh, I something very profound that Tim Schritter told me years ago is that laws uh, how did he word it? Uh, laws don't prevent people from doing anything. They don't prevent shit. They don't do anything. They just create prisoners. That's that's really all they do. Now, well, the fear. fear I was going to say the fear of going the, to jail fear for speeding jail. 120 miles an hour down the thing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, how often does that stop? Does that stop you? Like, are there laws that you break every day? Sure. Yeah, me too. Did it... You know, I, people pick and choose and some people's idea of a threat and like some people you know the juice is worth the squeeze all right i'm gonna rob this place because my family needs to eat and i know i might go to prison for five years again so i might just do it right i feel like those are going to be in the minority though i feel like they're just 
throwing a lot of people in jail for really no fucking reason. Well, and again, other countries view these things as a health issue and not a legal issue. Yeah, and then you're getting into the more addiction, the the addictive stuff, and and that's true. That's it's it it should be treated as a health issue. Uh, Again, another another guy we'll have hopefully on the podcast someday is uh, uh, David Snelling, and he and I oh, were t- yeah. talked about this the other day about um, how uh, there's a fine line between using your uh, using your addiction and knowing that it's a disease and calling it a disease, and using that as a crutch and say, "Well, it's a disease; I can't help it." Okay, no, that's not how that works. If anything, it's a disorder. Sure. And there's other ways. There's there's ways that you can overcome that. I know several hundred people that I've met in my life that that have overcome addiction. They know that they're an addict. To, they yeah, know their to, brain's wired a certain way. You have to and recognize it. That's a part of your, right. that's, that's one of your battles. And you're, recognizing you're it and letting it win by calling it a disease and saying, well, I can't help it. It's a disease. I was speaking with um, one of my guys here uh, a few days ago. We're talking about vices. And um, it seems that, and this is kind of a similar thing. It seems that human beings are built to have at least like one vice or something meaning like i know what i'm kind of hooked on and i know what i'm not hooked on i i I know this right i have more of a a sugar issue fantastic paul really hour and 13 minutes we made it that is a record hour and 13 minutes we made it before you got a goddamn text i honestly thought i turned him off every goddamn eye device in the whole room just went off thank god for yeah, Steve Jobs. All, I got them all tied in. Clearly. <laughs> so when, anyway. When one device goes off, it's kind of like the crescendo, the, the the fireworks. What's that called at the end of the whole the thing? The end of the 1812 overture? No. Gonna, <laughs> the <laughs> grand finale. The grand finale. It's what happens. Usually, see, yours goes off quietly. I just saw yours uh, go off. Yeah, it's because I have it on vibrate. Yeah. Mine went off. It was, I, but this is a topic, and either we can cut cut it now and come back to it, or we can talk about it now. Should we, you want to take a break? Yeah, you know what? Let's take a break. We'll come back and, and refresh. Okay. We'll be back with more Cartoon Casual. Back with uh, a little bit more cartoon casual for you folks. We're talking about uh, vices and how every human seems to have at least one. Yeah, but first I'm going to talk about Joe spanked me. He, he technologically spanked me. I did. Yeah, because what, because what I was he, he, we're at this table, and um, I, I'm trying to position my mic so I can see Joe clearly, and he can see me clearly. Now, you folks won't notice the difference because I have to fix the first. Yeah, he fixes Half it. Of this He's like, all right, I'm editing this. this. is bullshit. See, whatever. So I've now repositioned myself. It's literally only like an extra five to seven minutes per per episode that I have to edit that, that takes me a little longer to uh, amplify your voice and get rid of the echo. But if you would just please speak into the microphone. No, I understand. I understand. It's all right. It's fine. I, I want things to be casual, but I also want it to sound okay. You know what I mean? This is between casual and 
and unprofessional. Un, yeah, there's that shitty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I've got a little. We've all we both have a little bit of experience with this, but I I can actually tell a difference now. Can you tell a difference now? Of course I can. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Like it. it's a, yeah, it's good. It's kind of nice. It's uh. It's wonderful. Welcome back to Fresh Air. I'm Terry Well, the air's not so fresh now. <laughs> hey, we had to take a break, okay? I'm human. Yeah, you are. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, and we know this is an, kind of an easy topic, but it, I think it should be talked about. In that my one of my guys said, hey, Paul, you just walked in the middle of I was doing whatever. And he goes, uh, he goes, hey, do you have any vices? And I went, yeah, what do you mean? He said, well, I've you know, dabbled in this and that, and I, I can tell when I'm hooked on. I said, if I had to pick one thing. I said, it's got to be um, sugar. You know, if I had to pick, and it does kick off endorphins. It's been, it's a, oh, they, shit, yeah. it's a it, real it, it thing. It absolutely does. And absolutely. So, does. And some people, it doesn't. I know people that hate sweets, literally don't like them. Yeah. Don't want to, it's not like a willpower thing. Like, look how awesome I am. I'm staying away from sugar. No, they just don't like it. See, I like sweets like certain people, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's daily alcoholics and then you have people that go on benders and mm-hmm. they can stay sober for months at a time, but then they get one taste of that sweet, sweet nectar and then they lose their fucking marbles. I'm like that with sugar. And, uh, oh, you are ca- too. Uh, yeah. Okay. On occasion, okay. I'm, I'm like that with, with, sometimes it's with alcohol. It's usually with, it's, it's, it's around the holidays and not because I'm trying to self-medicate. It's just there's just so much fucking partying going on. Oh, yeah. And, you know, working at a brewery, working at the hospital, which we can go into vices for, at the hospital. Because I, I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast, but I know we've talked about it. Uh, we talked about it, you know, at least in casual conversation, maybe not cartoon casual conversation. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm like that with sugar. What will happen is I'll go. I mean, I, I rarely I don't like I have. Mm, maybe a half a pound of sugar in my house and i i really don't use it for anything other than cooking um but every once in a while i get a people say oh i get a sweet tooth why well, go on a sweet bender mm-hmm. that i have to keep myself away from that shit right i feel like my mother knew this about me and my brothers because we didn't grow up on with, with sugar like our cool like kool-aid right it was there was no sugar in it it was sweet and low Okay. Um, and that's, I mean, that's just what it, I, I think it comes, comes from kind of from my grandmother who was a nurse and she, you know, she was like, oh no, this is great for people to prevent, you know, type two diabetes and you should use this. And it was NutraSweet. It was always p- the pink stuff always. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, I, that, that was my, I had, that was my taste. That was my, like when I thought of something sweet, it was that fake plasticky just you know uh a after, weird aftertaste kind of thing I yeah think and people say that but if you knew if you didn't really know anything other you know than that but that's, yeah, that's normal then that yeah. could potentially be why now when i taste like actual sweets i kind of lose my mind a little bit and like one blow pop is not enough i fucking love blow pops i every flavor i don't care they're all just well see now now here's the problem what's that see you brought up blow pops Okay. I this is the power of suggestion. I have not had a blow pop in years, but now I'm gonna have to go get a freaking blow pop. Yeah. I, I here's what I suggest. When I was in, it. in sixth grade, you know what what debuted when I was in sixth grade Wait. about 1993. I bet I bet what, I know, what oh, flavor? No, this was earlier. Never, Maybe 92, 92. It actually would have been like 91, 92, something like that. Blue raspberry. 
Okay. Blue raspberry blow pop. Holy shit. First off, blue raspberry doesn't exist. That's not a real thing in nature. Somebody fucking invented that shit. Yep. I either will die of cancer far sooner than I than I normally would, or I can't be con- killed by conventional weaponry because I consume so much fucking blue raspberry. Because I love that shit. Blow pop being Blow- it's got a piece of bubble gum. Yeah, in it's it. got bubble gum in the center. Yeah. Uh, I also like orange Tootsie Roll Pops. But if you ever notice, like when I go to the movies, every once in a while I'll get sweets, but rarely. I rarely get something. I, I just... I don't. It's not in me. But when I do get a sweet tooth, fucking everybody watch out. I just, it's almost like I can't fucking stop. Like right. I have to physically make myself stop and just throw everything away and get it away from me. It's well, fucked up. That's what we were talking about. So my, my guy here was saying, oh, he goes, oh, I don't care. I could take it or leave it. And that, that's, that's him. And it's true. But he had other th- problems he had to fight that were more serious of a legal nature. Of course, yeah. Years ago. And I don't have that problem. I think we mentioned on a prior podcast that my mother always told me, because I'm kind of a type... I'm usually laid back, really. I'm just saying most of the people out there that are listening time. to this are going to go, Paul, this is Paul Gaines, right? <laughs> yeah, he's laid back. He's laid back like a fucking tornado. <laughs> so, okay, Xanax. So, uh, so when <laughs> I talk to my mother occasionally, she passed away of, right before 9 11, interestingly enough. Was she also a pilot? No, I don't think so. I don't think that was. Yeah, it wasn't like fifteen minutes. No, before it wasn't. 9/11. No, it wasn't. It was like a half a year prior to that, which I always thought she would have missed. It, it, it's a because weird. She connection. wasn't a very good pilot. She no. would have missed. She would have <laughs> no, missed, the, missed the. That's insensitive. Oh, that's insensitive. No. I'm offended. As a person who likes small aircraft and not, you want you want to hear about and, something a story about nine eleven in the World Trade Center? Yes, Paul. I'd love to hear that happy story. <laughs> When when you when you're in training with the airlines, now we'll come back to the vice. <laughs> this is one of your vices is freaking me out. Okay, go no. Ahead. So when you're training and you're in the simulator, simulator, right? Not simulate like oil. Not the not step into the stimulator. Right. No Sim, simulator. Uh, you train and you do all these things and you practice safety things and emergency procedures and all this kind of crap. But one of the things you would do, very common, that once you were done with your training and the and the and the check pilot said you you pat you did fine. And let's go dick around for a little bit with a simulator. So you would do this. You would program in things to do. And one of the things to do was to program New York City. And one of the things to do was to fly between the towers. The towers. Oh, wow. Yes. No shit. Common. It was common. And you fly underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, for example. That was another thing that you would do. Let's go to San Francisco and buzz the, uh, the bay, San Francisco Bay, and go underneath the thing. That was something you'd do also. But I thought, because I remember this when they hit the towers, all this stuff. I said, well, that's so really f- ironic. Just one of those weird things that, that pops into your head because be, you... Because normally you, know, you try to miss the towers. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> if you were a oh my God. pilot who is being trained properly uh, 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 and trying to miss the towers. Yeah. The, anyway. So... Back to vices after yeah, that. I hope everyone likes that tale sure. of Oh, oh so my darkness. mother and alcohol and vices and things like that. Yeah. And she... She uh, and she died before nine eleven. Fine. Now we're back on... Now I'm on... I'm, I'm trying to bring it back. Can we stop talking about nine eleven? Now I feel like Dick Cheney is here with us. <laughs> no, no, not Dick Cheney. Is the New York mayor Mayor Giuliani? Giuliani Jesus he was. Christ. He was. That was a default on 9/11. He constantly. He's such was, a dick. Was his, yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, you know, I, yes, he was mayor of the city that that had a horrible terrorist attack, and 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 he, I I feel like he really handled it very well. I don't know if anybody else could have handled it, but. Look, dude, if you all you have on your resume is that. Is you were the, in the right were, place at the wrong time, or what you want to call it. Yeah, and you were strong for America, and you were strong for the city. Yeah. Fine, awesome, but I'm sorry, but uh, Ed Ed Koch did way fucking more than you did. Oh, huge, yeah. 
Huge turnaround. Anyway. Vices. Times Square cleanup. So, yeah. So, um, my mother, I would call her occasionally. We'd talk about politics. And again, because I'm usually laid back and relaxed and type B, I usually don't like to really engage in conversation where it's controversial. Right. <laughs> I, I, my, is there a joke in there? Or yeah, you, no, my, you, mo- my mother was more liberal than I was. She was rather, she would vote probably Democrat most of the time. And at that time, I wasn't. I'm not saying what I am now. I, I vote freely now. I tell you right now, I'm tired of a lot of the far ends of the political spectrum. I can't, I can't take it. Well, I mean, yeah, back in the uh, 80s, you voted for J.B. Stoner, Cobb County, and, and then, no. Don't tell didn't. my he secrets. Did, he did not. Folks, if you want to Google that name, J.B. Stoner. Why don't you guys look up? <laughs> we, I think we talked about this too earlier, but look, go ahead, go ahead. We're revisiting it again. Look up J.B. Stoner on YouTube. Have a ball. Have fun it's with terrible. that one. It's terrible. Oh, my anyway. God. So, so, we would talk about stuff, conservative liberal things, whatever. I own a business. I was younger back and whatever. And then we would kind of, I would argue with my mother about different things. And I kind of wish I could tag, take that back, you know, a little bit. Cause I know, I know how, 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 um, aggressive or whatever I can be sometimes. And especially if your mother has passed away and you don't have, you know, it's like, it's like, Oh man, I could have been a little nicer. Probably could have been things. a little nicer than calling my mom to the left of Lennon. Right. I'm like a quiet, I don't know what I did, but anyway, so then I called her up one day and I had had a couple of uh, beers, mm. probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm a happy ah. drunk, yeah. as they say, if you're a happy drunk. I think you are, too. Oh, yeah. I've never seen you really it, get... Uh, I don't get... Uh, in fact, I don't hang I, out with anybody on purpose that's really an angry drunk. I don't, I don't like doing that. Right, and, and, and I... I don't want to babysit. I can count the number of times that I've been angry and drunk on one hand. Like, I know that there's one time many, many years ago... And there might be three people that will that, that that will ever listen to this podcast that will ever know what instance I'm talking about. And I don't even remember what it was. It was so stupid, but I was drunk. And I didn't start off angry and then start drinking because I was pissed off, which is what a lot of angry people do. I was drinking. I became intoxicated. And then something pissed me off. Right. And I couldn't let it go. And I was at my house. I was at a party. I wasn't out in public or anything like that. And I don't... Like, I've been angry at a bar or in public like and drunk like maybe once and uh, I just was smart enough to leave well that's good so you've got a little, I'm little, just not little that bell goes off says you know what this is going to be not this, good if yeah, I hang right? out with this and it's like I, fuck I'm, I'm drunk I'm old I'm going to get hurt yeah, it's like, going to be painful hurt me yeah Anyway, and so yeah I, I've been there well, I, I know that I can be in public and be really hammered pretty good and like not walking well and someone could on purpose try to antagonize me with one of several topics that would really send me the edge, and I wouldn't give a crap. I'd go, yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. I just wouldn't get, it's really weird that way. So I called my Strange. mother up uh, and had a beer or two, and again, I don't remember if we talked about this before either, but <clears throat> we were, maybe the topic of politics came up, maybe it didn't, but we had kind of a normal conversation. And she goes, you're a little bit different right now, whatever, and she goes, Are you? And she, I think she may have brought it up, because you've been drinking, I wasn't you know, drunk like you know, Foster Brooks, isn't flying at 747 next week <laughs> so it wasn't like that but I was at a, just a couple of beers was a little more relaxed and I said I don't know you know you actually you're right I'm not really on edge and I'm not really talking because I had a couple of beers I had you know probably a shower I was in the hot tub and had a couple of beers she goes because you should drink more 
And she was serious. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, and I, and back to the vices, she goes, because she goes, I know you, and I was probably 35 years old at the time. I don't know, 40, 30, I don't know, whatever. Probably your age, way back. My way back when, when you were in your, just your age. mid thirties. Right. So, so, um, she said you should drink when she, so she's been around me as an adult long enough and I would visit her and we would be going out and having beers. She knew I didn't have the propensity to drink too much all the time or be hooked on alcohol. Right. So that's why she said, I'm telling you this because I know you're not going to have a drinking problem. If you don't have one by now, you're not going to have one. True. But she goes, you're a lot more tolerable if you drink. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it, it, you know, some people just, some people just are. Like I, right. I, I can think of one person offhand I'm very close with that. Um, it's very, very uh, uptight, short fuse, all that. And uh, me, no, oh, and uh, like maybe three drinks in, shoulders relax, kind of mellows out a little bit. And about f- at about four drinks, it's perfect. Which I- I'm sure if there's male somebody or out female. there, that, male, I'm pretty Do I know sure this there's a, yes, I'm pretty sure like out there, uh, th- th- there's somebody you know that could explain this n- neurochemically what the hell's going on. But I'm sure it has something to do with, like, mo- probably a uh, dopamine deficiency. I feel like be. somebody's going to email me and be like, you fucking dipshit. Don't try and sound smart. Because I, I didn't go to school. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do any of that. So I'm more of an autodidact. But there's just certain personality types, and there's certain, certain folks that you're constantly just, your, your mind is humming at, like, 2,000 RPM when it should be idling about 800 and that alcohol brings it down. Some people are already idling at 800 and alcohol just puts them to sleep. It makes them boring. But some people, they drink alcohol and you, you know, it's a, you red. don't want to be around. No, you don't. And I've you- had other acquaintances back in, in Atlanta area where I know if I'm out and this person kind of shows up in our group, I'm going, I'm going to be here for about two beers and I'm gone. And that's it. I'm not babysitting. You- I'm not going to jail. Right. I'm not doing nothing for nope. this guy. Nope. So, yeah, that's it. So, so the point is this, is that, is that some people are... Of course, they'll have a, a vice like alcohol. I can, I can honestly, I've, I think there was a time in my life where I did not have alcohol for over a year, and it wasn't because I needed to prove to myself that I could do it. I just didn't. I was doing a lot more exercising and things like that. I wasn't really dating, so I wasn't going out on social events. Right. And I just, I was just doing other things. Probably something to do with flying at the time, and that kind of. It just didn't wasn't part of my life. And at some point, I thought, Wow, I haven't had any alcohol in a long time. That's kind of weird. Hmm. And um. It wouldn't be if someone said, "All right, Paul, you can't. Uh, here's your two choices: the rest of your life, you can't have any sugar or any alcohol." I would have to say, "Fine, I'll live without alcohol." I would definitely choose sugar to, to keep or throw away. To uh, to throw away. Okay, see, that's that's. I, the- I, I I get I could do that because I've done that. I did that right. for years. I kind of I kind of grew up doing that. That's not to say my mom was standing over us with a gun in our face, going, "Don't you need to put that." Mm-hmm. You know, Rice Krispie treat down. It just wasn't a thing. And if you think about your daily life, what you would do, like you go through your daily routines and let's say sugar in your coffee, um, you know, a sandwich and two cookies for, for, for lunch. And then you have this and then da, 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 desserts that just didn't happen. It was sugar free pudding. It was sugar free this or sugar free. It just all sugar free stuff. So I grew up on that. I could give that up. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I like to, at the end of the day, have a, that was my phone. I didn't even hear it at that time. I, I did. God damn it. Caitlin Halbert. Let's, let's see what she has to say. Oh, I, I guarantee it's going to be. We're going to date this a little bit. Uh, yep. 
She was not texting me. I'm part of a humongous group text. Oh, okay. And it's somebody's birthday. But, uh, Caitlin, if you're out there and you ever listen to this, I love you. What's up? Okay. Anyway. No, but I was going to say, if, so, if I, I would, and this is the difference, you would miss alcohol more than you would sugar, obviously. I, I would because, one, I liked, I love the craft of it all because I, you know, I just am. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. And it is still kind of strange to me that I didn't get into craft beer or alcohol or like even like the hobby behind it or any of the skill set or the art of it until I was like not later in life but I was I was just 27 years old before I really got into it but it's something that is really really interesting to me and then the off branch of all the different types of fermentation that goes on and 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 fermentation yeast fermentation for alcohol purposes is the only is only one of many uh-huh. and all of that <clears throat> the the physics the chemistry the microbiology that all goes into it is oh just it's it's fascinating fucking fascinating yeah, absolutely and you can really really go down a very deep rabbit hole because it's something that humans have been doing for ten thousand sure. years anyway but, um, and but I, and that's part of it but also I mean honestly it's kind of nice to get outside of your own head and as of right now. On a federal level, the only way I can get outside of my own head legally on a federal level is with alcohol. And that's a shame. It is a fucking shame because I'm telling you right now, if it were legal and somebody was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm just going to go home. I'm going to eat, you know, uh, 15, 20 grams of mushrooms and watch TV. And then right. I might even not ever turn on the fucking TV. Yep. And and I just get outside of my own head a little bit. And it's, yep. a, it's a good thing. Again, back to the entheogens like we were talking right. about. Right. But yeah, like if, if I had to choose between the vices that I potentially have. It would be, uh, I'd probably, if I could keep alcohol, but I probably call, would. I, I guess, okay, maybe maybe the word vice is, well, it's, it's probably See, accurate. Okay, I'm, I, I'm you know thinking, alcohol th- is th- not a vice for me. Sugar is a vice because it's something that, that can okay. sp- spiral dangerously out of control okay. if I don't physically control it. So it's kind of an addiction um, thing. There, uh, one of the girls I uh, dated for quite a while in Atlanta was very successful with her own business. She did really well. But she turned her her serious alcohol problem into a workaholic. I hate the term we talked about this too, a holic workaholic because it's not the proper. It's not put together right. The she took to, one addiction and traded out for another, big time. And Which, she and she was she was bad with with um with alcohol. I mean, it, it was a serious serious problem where she could have been killed doing it any any number of ways. She reached rock bottom at a certain point and 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 turned her life around 100, 180 degrees, but. I don't know anybody right now that doesn't have, you could say, so we're going to call it an addiction or a vice. But my point was this, I was thinking about this. If people were just honest in saying there's, there's something I'm kind of hooked on that I have a hard time putting or saying no to or whatever, what is the evolutionary advantage or what is that all about? Because I kind of, we can talk about the evolution thing again. There's always something, there's a reason that something happens like the, you know, the flight or fight thing or this. What purpose does addictive behavior or call device, whatever, that's kind of the same family of issues. What does that serve? Or what could, there might not be an, I don't have an, I don't have an answer for everything. I don't know if there is an answer. Everybody's got one. The simplest answer might be the fact that uh, these types of problems, like the addictions that we're talking about and these vices, they don't really exist in, in uh, um, that's an advanced culture thing. And I and I know I'm going to catch some. It, it, it's uh, I'm going to catch some hell for this, but it's kind of like uh, myself and a friend were talking about this, and I guarantee you she's going to hear this and know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, the 
the the cutting you, oh yeah the, oh yeah the cutting thing no nope. that's a middle class white girl thing i'm sorry but okay. it fucking is on the whole it really is okay. it's a middle class or upper middle class white girl thing that problem doesn't exist in uganda because they have bigger fucking problems to worry about and they that have no razor blades because oh my god <laughs> They have, but they have obsidian blades, which are arguably oh, okay. sharper than razor blades. Okay, okay. I, I, have a, I have a question. Let's, let's so, talk so, about cutting so let's, for a minute. Let's, okay, can we? I'll agree with you. I will. I will, without doing my own research and knowledge about this. I will. I will assume that you're correct because I'm. You're sort of in the medical field, and oh, know, that's just me. Gar- that's just just from the people I know who were cutters or are cutters. Okay, so you, you just, don't, okay, it, then you don't know for a fact that Ugandans don't cut themselves? I'm fairly certain they don't cut themselves because of outside peer pressure, because they don't have that, those kinds of problems. They have not getting my, your, their country shot the fuck up. They have other things by going on. Other things going on. So if you go back a little bit further in human history, I feel like a lot of these addictions are they're recent inventions, and by recent I mean in the past five to seven hundred years. Okay, so, so, so like you, you could have had alcoholics say a thousand years ago, maybe. But you didn't have desk jobs to where people could pour whiskey into their coffee while they were drinking. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. They, they, this is a this is an invention of of the modern of modern society is is alcoholism and and opiate addiction and so on and so forth. These are uh, the clinical depression, suicide, stuff like that. That's another one. Oh God, I can't remember. Oh, I can go down that. Talk about that the, for a while too. But. The, these are these are essentially newer inventions. And when I say newer, I mean if you go back into if you look at some of the more primitive tribal cultures on the face of the planet that are still in existence they don't have words for shit like depression suicide sure. da, 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 like that like that, got that other other that big things exist. butter fish to fry right shall so we say. when the human i feel like my my own person this is my own personal theories when the human brain is not fully uh engaged in uh or excited about something to the point where you have free time to think about something or worry about something that's when these other things creep in. This was the whole, um, again, we may talk about this, about that now I'm going to go off on another little tentacle and I like to come back to it, but about the whole rat thing. It was a big study about, um, I think it was maybe cocaine and rats or other addictive behaviors that they would get rats to do and get them hooked on different stuff. Or if rats were in depression, so you had a bunch of rats in a, it came out, what, a couple of years ago about this study of um, captive rats and if they were just had a regular water bottle and a food thing over here, they were kind of lazing around and getting depressed. And then they gave them a cocaine bottle, I think. I think, and they would they would use it a lot, and they'd be addicted to it. And um, then I'm gonna miss some steps here. But then someone said, "All right, we're gonna now we're gonna build a bigger rat uh, fun house with uh, rocks and tunnels and all this other cool rat things to do." And they still left the cocaine bottle out there that they could consume. They didn't touch it after that because they were busy doing rat things and they were doing, they were keeping their brains, they were keeping their brains active and they were working around doing that kind of, but if they're in a depressed state and, but that, cause that's not what biomass things are supposed to do is sit around, do nothing and be nonproductive and right. And and not not, be in the sunlight and, 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 and and be under fake lighting and and all that and be a part of our society. What do you want to call it? Culture society, productive, productive members and, 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 and actually be, be human, be a person and go out and do things. And that's why I, 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 it's, it's such a simple solution, but I mean, it's also really complex for a lot of people. Now, here's how we bring it all full circle from the first segment. One of the biggest, uh, or one of the, one of the things that, uh, that folks are noticing, this is why in other more, uh, enlightened countries, 
specifically uh, DMT and like Texas? Ay- ayahuasca. Yeah, like Texas. <laughs> wow. Actually, I guarantee you that Texas. I used to, used to live in Texas. Texas. I drove through Texas once. It took, it took a while, didn't it? Uh, it did. Fuck, it was a long day. <laughs> anyway. Uh, other enlightened countries. Other enlightened countries are using things like uh, either either straight DMT because it's easier to, um, it, you can synthesize it and you can, you, can, you can meter things out in proper dosages, but they're using it to, to kick after one fucking use. After one use, they're using the, these substances to kick yep. alcoholism and various other kinds yep. of addiction, including, here's the big one. This is the one that At a just, very successful rate, it, apparently. It, at almost 100% rate yep. after one fucking usage. One usage. Yep. That's insane to me. That's insane. That's insane. We're talking an 8 to 10 hour uh, prolonged derangement of senses. And then after that, after that, you don't, they, they, you don't want to pick up a cigarette. You don't want to, you don't want to smoke. You know, and people How are about for these, sugar. I wonder if it worked for a sugar thing. I, I it probably would because it's the same pleasure centers. The, the guy that I was talking about earlier that, uh, that, that runs a, what's called pulse tours, uh, down in, in Peru that, uh, that's what kind of sparked his idea for a, a part of his, his tour company does. They don't specialize in addiction, but they say, listen, if you're addicted to anything, first off, you need to have given it up under medical supervision, you know, let, you know, at least five days prior to, because that's another thing with ayahuasca, specifically ayahuasca is that you don't want any, you don't want any impurities in your system. You want to have eaten like a fairly clean and healthy diet for at least five or five or six days beforehand. Uh, no opioids, no antidepressants, no, no, nothing like that. Not even like they don't want ibuprofen, Tylenol, anything. They want you to be as quote unquote natural and pure as you can possibly be. But what he found is the first time he did ayahuasca, that one time when he was in New Mexico, he never had the desire to smoke cigarettes ever again. Hmm. He had been a smoker. He, the guy was like uh, pushing 30. I think it was and this like was not what he 30. expected. It wasn't something that we was told was going to happen. He, or he was like not that. told. He just, he just realized two days after the, his trip that he didn't reach for his cigarettes. And then the idea of it just, it didn't so much repulse him as it just like the, the addiction was gone, which... I mean, 48 hours, nicotine addiction is basically broken. 48 to 72 hours, depending on how much water you drink and what kind of... Then it's just a fit, like a habitual... It's a habitual thing. It's lighting just, the it's lighter your, and putting the thing up to your right. lips. And, and, and then you have the... You have the um, ritualistic. Your, 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 your ritualistic and your, your brain reward system. When you get stressed mm-hmm. out, you spark up a cigarette. You instantly feel better, even though it takes a few minutes for the nicotine to hit you. You can't physically feel better, but you're mentally feel better because you know you're about to feel better. It's like in the movies when you see the guy pop the pill, drink the glass, you know, drink a glass of water, and then he immediately feels better. Well, that's not how Valium works. Uh It takes a little while. But just the act of doing it and knowing that things are going to be a little bit better makes it better. So anyway, this guy, you know, years later when he decided to start up his his little company, he was no, he, he, he didn't, he wasn't trying to sell people on the idea of breaking addictions by going into it. He just said, this might help. And their, and their success rate is insane. Same thing goes with the, uh, with, uh, MDMA. Although the way MDMA works is completely different than, than, uh, than the most, uh, hallucinogens. Cause it's, it's not a, it's not a psychedelic hallucinogen, but the way MDMA works is that if you create you're creating so dumping so much dopamine out of out of into your brain and into your body and you're feeling so good on mdma allegedly i personally and i've done a lot of drugs in my day Uh but i'd never done mdma but from what i understand if you as long as you if you get 
a person who has severe, say, they, like battle stress or PTSD, whatever you want to call it, they have severe enough PTSD and you administer MDMA in a clinical setting and you have an MD and then you have a psychologist, psychotherapist or some sort of therapist there and then get and get them on MDMA to talk about the things that bother them, the things that wake them up in the middle of the night, the night terrors, the anxiety attacks, the things that remind them of of all the bad shit that they've seen or done or, or experienced. And you get them to talk about that while their brain is flooded with all these do- dopamine and serotonin, oxytocin, all these great pleasure hormones. And once they come down, there's a huge their success rate of one just one treatment with MDMA is is like over eighty percent. Okay, so that and is these studies are amazing, and that's why this shit isn't this isn't cutting edge science. This is science that's proven, and like we're talking soldiers that served in the, you know in uh, in like NATO troops from Europe are being treated this way. So, that's how they treat PTSD. Okay, so that's why I think that our government, if they're not working on it and studying this, because we've sent a bunch of kids off to some fucking wars that are all fucked up right now. Excuse me for using the F-bomb right in a row, but it's true. Yeah. And our government ought to be fixing this problem with a bunch of issues we have with the suicide rates being off the goddamn charts and all this kind of crap. But if they're not working on it now, then shame on us if this success rate is that high. Yeah. And they're not really trying to use it to solve this problem. There was a lady in uh, University of Arizona that uh, in the past year lost her funding from, uh, from U of A from pressure from the federal government, and she was studying... Uh, uh, treating PTSD using MDMA. Like I said before, you know, uh, you know, a little while ago, that when something is a Schedule One substance, it's very, very difficult to get uh-huh. not only funding for, but if you don't have funding, then you can't apply for the grants, and you can't apply for, you know, to to the government to actually get to to be allowed to use the drugs. So then here, here's the here's the shitty thing, and, and it's and I'm not trying to say anything about the this incredibly polarizing issue or try to alienate anybody or get any fucking hate mail or God forbid you blow up my fucking house, but it's a lot like abortion. If you don't, if you make it illegal, women are still going to get abortions. They're just going to get be back alley abortions. They're going to leave the fucking country. That's all the, the bottom right. line. That's what's going to happen, and that's what's happening with these vets. So a lot they're of- having to leave the goddamn country or do things in the like back alley setting, which is wrong. It's so fucking horrible when the success rate is so high with MDMA and the other. There's other psychotropics or not psychotropics, uh, psychedelics that they're using too. Which is probably a hell of a lot safer than MDMA being used, but you got a lot of a lot of vets that are using um, uh, mushrooms. They're using uh, psychedelic sure. mushrooms to self-medicate. Well, then what? They're and all- they're not self-medicating like I have to like they ha- like like some people self-medicate to sleep at night and they'll pop in a you know a, a cannabis lozenge or something like that and they'll pass out. No, these guys are using like three or four uses of of mushrooms and then they're fine. Right. They're also noticing that hey. I don't want to smoke anymore. I don't right. want to smoke any well cigarettes. Then there want to be what are some of these um, uh, organizations that to help help a vet when they come back and their family and there's money and there's this and there's all these. I know we have them in this country. There's a lot of money sloshing around. There ought to be a fund or for some guy that says, fine. What we'll do is we'll we'll buy your tickets. We'll set you up to whatever hotel, whatever place in the world that does this. And that's where we're going to try to fix your PTSD. Then you can come back home and be a normal person. Yeah, come back home. No thanks to you, U.S. government. Right. You know what I'm saying? What are some of these these groups you see? Whatever, .org, these help the soldiers kind of thing. I wouldn't doubt it if there's one that exists, but you couldn't make it too public because it's still technically illegal for, you know, it's drug tourism is what it would be called. Oh, yeah. Like it's, 
it, it's against the law. I don't know if you can, if anybody's ever been had charges pressed, but I know I've told been told from a federal agent a long time ago that um, it's technically illegal. If I'm going to go, if I say, yeah, I'm going to Amsterdam for like six weeks, I'll come back later on. And, um, you know, you, and if you publicly say, yeah, I'm going there to do a bunch of drugs, that's still against the law. You're an American citizen. You're under American laws, even if you're abroad, which is really stupid. But well, so obviously by, it's, te- it's a technicality. I don't know that anybody ever gets busted for that. Because our state it, laws are different than our federal laws, things like that, too. Right. Recreational marijuana exactly. use. So it's, yep. you know, at Colorado, all these people that are doing it recreationally, they're, they're breaking federal law. They're breaking federal law still. And it's not, being, uh, it's not being enforced, really, that we know of. They're just not doing it. Yeah, I, the last I heard was maybe a year ago that uh, the not yeah a little over a year ago I think I think it was yeah it was Colorado because they 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 did it right they they I I, th- I feel like they did it right with with the uh, legalization and the Fed said all right well here's the thing you guys need to repeal this and there was a conversation had between I don't know if it was I don't know if it was ahead of the DEA or if it was a president but I know I read or I heard a little soundbite that the governor of of uh, um, Colorado. Colorado had said was told point blank we're going to pull your federal highway money which is like that's the big that's the big that's you know, always the that's big always money. a big billy club they did it to oh, Arizona for the Martin Luther King Day they did it to Ohio for fuck I can't remember what it was they did it tried to pull Ohio's federal highway money we're like fine fuck it fu- fu- fuck you okay that's fine uh-huh. well Colorado's one of the first states it was like well, all right. well, that's all right. Well, I guess you're going to cut into the school funding that we're all that we're all the school money that we're giving <laughs> to, uh, you know, from all this cannabis tax. And so if you want to be the big, bad government, you can just go right the fuck ahead. We're still going to build our roads and they're going to be probably the nicest roads in the right. interstate system. And they went, how oh. about how about this? Yeah. And and, and then the governor, he, it's it, he, he's, I think he got a little cocky, but he also told the government he's he basically told the feds. All right, we're gonna have. Uh, if you want to, if you want to play that game, um, we'll pay for all of our own interstate highway system. All the, you know, because they, they would have uh, I eighty and I seventy, and then Going twenty the and twenty five, yeah. which are major. I mean, major mm-hmm. highways. They basically said, "All right, well, if we're gonna maintain them, we're gonna control access on them. So we're gonna start charging trucks <laughs> money to come in to help pay for the highways." And I'm sure some like I'm sure some federal employee was just like motherfucker. Will you just let them get high for fucks? We shut the fuck up. If they want to get high, let them get fucking get high. It's Colorado. Fucking this is like the movie Braveheart where they all bend over and raise their kilts up and just absolutely slap their ass. Yeah, go ahead. I know that the federal government does some good stuff. I can't think of any offhand, but goddamn it, I love it. National defense occasionally. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. That's another thing too. I'm, I'm, I think. Do you know that Some I think I think Colorado might have more military bases and more military presence than California. I, 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 I somebody one. can correct me on that one, but I know that there's a fuck ton of bases and there's a oh, lot yeah. of shit there. I mean, on the Air Force Academy. Yeah, and not just the Air Force Academy. There's like six or seven Army bases. The whole state. The state doesn't have that many people. No. Anyway. Bottom line is, is I, I the, yeah, it's still breaking federal law, but I, I, I the tides are changing in, in that regard, and I think it's going to be. Um, Do you think it's the tide is big enough to change now? Even though we've had a shift in in presidents, you know, and now we've got more conservatives that are up. Even though I think Trump it might, really wasn't. But. I think if he's not careful, uh, the, the the reason why Trump got elected is because of a lot of uh, people on the left 
that marginalized a lot of people on the right. And I have a feeling that if Trump were to go too hard in the paint and really marginalize a lot of people on the left in uh, three years, it's not going to be pretty. Or in yeah. four years, it's not going to be fucking pretty. Yeah. And you're, it's not, you're, you're not going to have, it's going to push a lot of people to go to to be more active, which I'm all for on both sides, because I feel like more people need to be active in this past election just proves that point. Sure. But but what I think is I think the tide the answer to your question, I think the the tide is slowly kind of changing as the uh, um, old close minded farts are uh, retiring and dropping off this mortal coil. And I think that's you have a lot of people that had a lot of money invested in uh, making a lot of money off of substances being illegal. And those people are starting to die. And, and, and there's okay a it. lot of pharmaceutical companies that are making legal drugs, opiates, and that kind that of are stuff. Way that, worse. And those guys don't want they don't want that stuff legal. to be no, because yeah. they've already seen the hit from uh, the what sixteen states or no 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 we're up to twenty. I think there's twenty four states where where uh, cannabis is uh, medically recognized. Yeah, and this think, very, this very state was close to being recreational, but it very close. We, we was a huge campaign. It was to less fight than two percent off, man. It was so so close. With but yeah, all that money yeah. that was against it, it yep. just lost a little bit. But I want to go back to the whole anyway, vice anyway, thing. Anyway, I, I have a question, yeah. uh, not a question, but a comment. But you're right. If there's if you're busy, if you're busy doing human things and and active uh, mentally, physically, and all that stuff, then depression really goes down. And you're gonna you pointed out about the cutting of of uh, of, um, of females. So this is and kind, it's not always females, it's but just, it usually it's is just, though, it, isn't it? It is primarily. Okay, females. so that's kind of a thing. You don't mean I have the answer, but why? Why first of all is it females more than males? And the other thing, where did the what is the act of cutting come from? Is it someone started it and they thought, that's what I feel like doing too? In other words, where does that come from to do that as opposed to, I'm just making stupid shit up, but as opposed to taking a, a ball peen hammer and smashing your toe? <laughs> right. I, you I, know, the, the actual cutting, but you're not really doing it to. You're not mo- trying to kill yourself. You're just. Otherwise, they would just cut it right across there and sit in the bathtub no, you go, night you, night. You go down, down the road, not across the street, Paul. I know. Come on, we're grown ups I, here. I you got know it. that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that just went real fucking dark, people. That's what we but, do. But it's, anyway, but it's true. How the, did the, the female and then cutting come about? I don't know. I don't know who the first person to do it was. And I, I've been told several different explanations by people who are former cutters. Um, and, I'm not making fun of it few, either. No, I'm not either because it's a very serious fucking problem because yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a symptom of a, uh, of a much worse problem. And a lot of them, it has to do. It has to do with just wiring in the brain being a little fucked up. It's kind of like how some people, some people drink and want to fight, and some people drink and want to laugh, and some people drink and go to sleep, and some people have a couple drinks, and their mom thinks that they're way more tolerable <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> it, everybody's brain is wired just a little bit differently, and some people are just wired a lot more differently. And I think it, it not I think I've been told that the act of cutting and the pain, it's better than feeling the type of pain that they feel inside that they're feeling so it kind of misdirects it's, the it's, it, pain it's misdirecting sort of? physical pain for, okay. for for mental pain or you know or okay. vice versa and, and that's that's the best way i've ever had it explained to me i've never been one of those people to like if i'm feeling emotional pain i'm not going to inflict physical pain on myself but it's incredibly common it's very common i'll tell you where it's not common Uganda, five hundred fucking years ago, or in primitive, in primitive, more primitive cultures. That's true. It's just not a thing. It's not a thing at all. It's uh, there. Uh, God, I cannot remember. I listen to too many goddamn podcasts, people. I'm sorry. I know. And I cannot remember who was talking about this, but they were talking about how 
They went to um, it was just like a like a jungle trek somewhere in Africa, set, like like sub-Saharan Africa, middle of nowhere, and got to talking with these. No, it was pygmies. That's who it was. Uh, it was pygmies. And this guy lived with them in this village for like two or three months just to kind of learn their cultures. And, and I know what you're talking and, about. This is a semi-recent podcast. It really is. Within like a month from ago. driving me fucking crazy. I, I heard the same thing. But those people don't even have a word for depression. Was it or Bill Burr? Sad. Yes, it was Bill Burr. On Rogan. On Rogan. That's right. Now okay. I'm rehashing other podcasts. See, we don't yeah. have original content around here, people. <laughs> what we're doing is distilling down four different podcasts and just yeah. regurgitating it to you. In a uh, stew, in a in big a, old in a stew, stew. just kind of cook it down. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, and they they talk about how those guys they they don't even have they don't have a word for suicide, they don't have a word for depression or sad or anything like that. And then he said, "Well, have you ever heard of anybody killing themselves?" And they and he and, and he, he he asked these pygmies that, and they kind of talked amongst themselves for a second, and came back and basically said, "Yeah, we think one guy one time." from a few villages over like killed himself but they don't know if it was because he was crazy or not uh-huh. and i'm like that if you if you look at a primitive culture what are they doing right that we're not uh-huh. you know they're 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 not worried about they're not worried about their truck payment they're not worried about putting food on or they're worried about putting food on the table they're not worried about where they're going to have right dinner they're going they're worried about how they're going to get dinner which goes to show, I mean, I've, I know a lot of people who, you know, grew up super poor. I mean, dirt poor. They don't have problems with right. depression it, or it's, it's anxiety. It's most people that are like that. a little bit better. All the pe- I've known, unfortunately, a lot of people. You have too, of course. But I know a lot of people that have killed themselves. And it, they, these people were not really poor by any stretch. The, the ones that I knew, they were reasonably, I don't know, I don't even want to get into it, but it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, they were not struggling or, or a lot of people that are, that are born, born poor, stay in poor. That's all they know. And that's cool. They were entertained, they were entertained right. by a tire they found in the, someone's backyard and they would roll down the street, think, whatever it yeah. is, that kind of thing. But then you have folks that maybe started off poor or excuse me, started off rich, always stayed rich or well to do, whatever you want to call it. And then lost everything. Right. And they kill themselves. I've, I know one. Right. And, you know, they lost everything. So, I, but yeah. it's, uh, it's strange when you look at, uh, you look at those things mental, like as far as mental health is concerned, it's, it's, it, it blows my mind. And hopefully, uh, I have one friend who, who, one close friend who works in the mental health field. And I know she's, she will eventually hear this podcast and I miss having conversations with her. I used to have, you know, she used to work in the, in the, same room as I do at the hospital. And we used to have amazing psychological and, and theological discussions just like this about how it's, how it's just odd that you look at these uh, at more primitive cultures and they don't have these, the same kind of problems that we do. These are problems that are, that stem from, they're not, I wouldn't say they're self-created, but they stem from, I feel like maybe a lack of uh, stimulation or lack of proper stimulation, uh-huh. you know, but, that, in, it, but, but think about that too. If you were born, in one of those um, countries, and then you come here to get an education, let's say, and then, you, then you're on, on the merry-go-round where you start buying stuff and then a nice car and live in a nice place and that kind of thing. A, a few people do get off that, that merry-go-round. They say, I, I've had enough. I've had enough of this life in the fast. They move her and shake her kind of thing yeah. and trying to keep up with all these payments and all these, you know, unless you become really, really wealthy. 
but only a few, most people stay in this culture and they want to keep beating their head against the wall for whatever reason and maybe struggling and suffering for many, many, many years. And few give that up and go back to a simpler life. But you hear about it you, or you read about it or you hear about it on a podcast. I mean, and it just sounds amazing. But yet most people won't make that step. Because they're afraid. They're afraid. To, they get comfortable. I, I, th- I, I don't know. I, I was actually thinking more along the lines of it's way more common for people to come from a very, very, uh, say, a primitive culture or... or Maybe I don't want to say primitive because that makes them sound stupid. I don't mean I don't mean stupid by any stretch of the imagination. I mean they're not electronics obsessed. They may not have complex, a car. Less, less maybe complex. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Happier is probably the better term. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the I would say that their return rate is 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 damn near 100 percent when it comes to those kinds of, of societies. Yeah. Where they'll they'll get into Western society. They'll they'll go okay. Well, I'm going to get an education. Do this. Do that. Do that. And then they just they've got that itching desire like this is too much there's too much shit going on why are you people doing why are you why are you worried about what color car you're having why are you throwing a big fucking fit because that dress is not on sale when like my family used to argue over who's going to get the last piece of fucking meat because uh-huh. there was no more cows to eat uh-huh. and, and it, they just come from a simpler time i think that's probably why the uh, the what is the the amish which we've talked about on this podcast for the amish do the uh rumstringa the rumspringa and go out and play around. Go out into the what they call the English world and play around and do all that and and it's it's over ninety percent return because they just don't want to deal with all that because there's a there they they see it like well now we we went out there we did our thing now we came back but it's weird too because they they they'll see what we have in the Western culture with these different toys that we'll call toys we'll call them you know a fancy car or if you end up flying or boats or just stuff. Yeah. And um, so that's interesting. So it must be how they're raised because they're most of them don't find the stuff worthwhile to go get yeah. and play on or, or enjoy or hang around with or eventually acquire. But we do. I say we. I mean, the most of us. You of know, course. Yeah. You, 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 you covet what you see. You know, it's that kind of, and then you're used to it. And then you're, you're now you're hooked. And now it's like, how's that guy going to, how am I going to make money to get this thing or that toy or that house? Or, right. That's the vast majority of us. And um, God, I've talked about, I've talked openly to several people about quitting my entire business a couple different times, but I, I still love, but I still love the allure of what I do. And it's part of, I still like the idea of working on these things and seeing what they do still fascinates me and I want to be involved with it. But there are a few moments every 10 years or 15 years I go, God, I've had enough of this. I just want to take what I have, liquidate it and just somehow dial back. And then I think, and then I imagine I... I place myself three or four steps into the future, having made that decision, whatever it would be, go move to Ireland and and own a small pub or something. Could I really do that? Could I learn about beer as much as half as much as what you know or Tim Schritter, live on an apartment above there and just dial it back and talk to wayward travelers as they come through and, and not really make that much money and not give a shit? I think you could. I think it would be a struggle for you after a while, though. Yeah, no. You would, know what I mean? would it be awesome That's in the beginning the, or hard in the beginning? Get better, or would it just be? I think it would be awesome in the beginning because it would be such a huge departure from what you've been doing for you know eighty years or whatever. <laughs> um, so after about twenty years or uh, 
six months or a year, I'd say, I think I'm going to wander down to the shipyard and see if they're working in the composite uh, boats. Uh, and then look at that. They have a fucking, Oh, you guys are that. doing it wrong. No, no, see, now you're, God damn, get the fuck out of the way, all right? <laughs> Let me get out of a grinder. Yeah, no, and then I'm, then I'm back in. And see? then there you are. And then you're calling up your guy, you're like, hey, do you. I know I fired you and liquidated the entire fucking business five years ago. But, but you want to move to Ireland? We're going to move to Ireland. We're going to fix these. The Titanic part two is about potato to fucking heads up. We got to. I can say that I'm a part of fucking potato head. Goddamn bog Irish potato heads. I know. So, so the question, could you. Anyway. Now, you've talked about being on a, on a boat. Oh, yeah. Not not really publicly, but I am now, I oh, guess. Oh, well, we could go. We could honk uh, that out. Yeah. No, honka, honka. <laughs> Anyway, but, but no, we, a, it, we all kind of fantasize about about kind of I, I'm, shifting. I, I I'm I'm really tired of being confined. Uh, I feel uh, I I just feel like I've been uh, kind of tra- uh, not trapped, but confined for so long. And there's just there's there's a few things that I want to get out there and do, and I'm I'm just kind of starting to make moves toward doing so. And I don't really have a career per se. Like I don't have people don't I don't feel like people ever come to me and go I need you to do this because you're the best in your field like you do uh-huh. I don't have that I, I I don't have that which I'm okay with that doesn't, I'll accept that, doesn't that, but that still is really uncomfortable I know I'm pretty good at what I do but I just it's really feels odd oh you should, folks you should see the humility just dripping off no, of I'm not his I'm giant serious. clanking balls I'm not no, I, I, you, I, I'm you, fine. you have a, a, an amazing amount of humility about you but Paul you are in the top probably five in the world at what you do in the world ever maybe ever and and the other four all have last names that end in Braunschweiger or some shit like that right maybe some Japanese guy on in Kyoto is working on composites but anyway I'm not trying to suck your dick here because we're on a microphone uh-huh. anyway uh what was I saying you're, you're saying that, that you're not you don't I, have I don't I don't, that. Ha- I don't have that so I I it, it, for me to to just dial back and go, yeah, I'm 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 I need to make I need to make this change because I'll, otherwise I'm gonna go absolutely batshit crazy. That's gonna be easy for me. It's gonna it, it's gonna be easy for me. It's gonna be what's what would be hard is leaving people behind. Oh sure, that's 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 always the hard part is leaving people behind. And uh, but but think about this. You're still relatively young, in my opinion. I mean, oh, you, thank you. You can see, <laughs> you look you look good. You know, this light yeah. is just about it, right. For the record, folks, there's one light on the fucking studio, and it's uh, 20 feet from me. I'm, I'm kind of hoping it burns out. Yeah. Oh right my now. god. And then all we got is Great. the desk lamp. I'm looking at that desk, Paul. I'm gonna bring candles in next time. Oh yeah. I'll wear my sandals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna smell like patchouli and balls in here. Oh, Michael never come back. Oh God! Patchouli and balls. <laughs> that one's for you, Sarah. Oh my God! Anyway, we're but, getting but, way off topic. No, what here. I'm saying is, is that you could, because you have a daughter. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. You told me she was your daughter. Yeah. All right. Pretty sure. Pretty, pretty sure she is. All right. Do you have, Do you ever actually have a test? No, my test is when I look at her and go, "Holy shit, she looks just like me." I, I know, I know. It's fu- but real, she's going to be going away to school quickly, real quick. All right. The joke was made. I don't remember who it was. Right after she was born, somebody said, "Wow, you guys should take a maternity test." Maternity test. <laughs> because when she was born, she looked just like my dad. She was she was bald and had blue eyes. That's right. ex- I mean, she looked just like my dad. And as she's gotten older, she let she. 
She, she's not a, a paternity test. No maternity test. That was the joke because she didn't look like her mom. Oh, now, she was I, now I get it. Get that it? was the joke. And right. I feel bad for a mom because I'm sure, sure. That, that's not, you don't want to be kicked while you're literally down. Like you don't want that. But I just remember that as being looking back, it's kind of funny. Then it was kind of fucked up for whoever it was that said it. But regardless, uh, no, yes, I know you guys I, are I, related. I, yes, I know. Yeah, everybody knows that. And they yeah. they listen to her and they're like, oh, it's, it sounds oh, yeah, like she, you it's higher funny. Pay. Yeah, it's really funny. Luckily, she's, she didn't get the she was she's always had the Porsches of delight in class for the most part. I was Joe, little Joey's a delight in class by fourth grade. It was like Joey uh, likes to speak when he's not supposed to be mm-hmm. speaking to eighth grade is please come pick up your son. Like right. It was it just right. got right. worse and worse and worse it, with her. It's, it's not been like that, but she's still incredibly social. Here's so, one of the best yeah. parts about Portia is that, um, is that she is very tolerant of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. Joe's lost it. I think Joe's spotting right now. Feel, I think he's spotting. Made me feel like a goddamn, like a, like a, like she's, she's very tolerant to the fact that her father is an illegal immigrant. So like you, no, no, like, what do you no. Mean, what the, you which mean, extends to your f- friends. So she's kind of tolerant of us, which is fascinating because she's sat in on, 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 uh, on team trivia before. With all of our, oh, and, and, and we don't dial it back. It's, really and, I, don't. and I don't really, and I'd feel bad. I wouldn't even want her to be around if I had to dial it way back anyway around anybody. I don't want to do that. We're going to team trivia. We're going to be jerks. That's it. We're, yeah. we're shit talking. And uh, I like to think she joined in. She did. Of no, she, she did. did. But when I would say you have a daughter, she's going to be going away to school in a year and a half or a year. I don't know how old. How old yeah. is. Oh, I, no, seriously. When's she going to be? How long? About a year and a half. Yeah. Okay, fine. So she's going to go away to school, and then she's doing fairly well, and everything is going okay, and she's able to work a little bit, and she's got some money somehow, maybe a scholarship, whatever. You can go do something else somewhere else. I could. You could. Yeah. You could. Yeah. I'm not saying you are, but you could. Right. And then you could just do it for a while, and you could come back and do something else when you came back or a similar fee. You, you have a little bit of a little bit of freedom there. Yeah. You're not, I, you're not I, married right now. You're not tied into anybody right. else's career or whatever. So you could kind of, I don't know if you're going to do it, but that's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I could go and run a whorehouse in uh, the Pat Pong district of Bangkok if yeah. I really wanted to. I don't yeah. think I want to. I don't no. really want to go into a management position. <laughs> but I don't want to be an asshole manager. I, want to I, I really, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be telling people what to do, and I don't really want to be told what to do. I, right. I feel like I, uh, uh, oh, god damn it, John Cusack's character in uh, Say Anything. Oh, Have you ever yeah. heard that rant? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to sell anything that's bought and sold. I don't want to do that. Like that. That whole rant. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. But you know, you still got to make money. You know, maybe I'll just maybe I'll become like a dope smuggler or something. I just get a sale. Become exciting. It would I mean, you be, just never be, know. You never it, know yeah, what's going to happen next. It would be super exciting. I, no, I don't need that oh. much fucking excitement. I don't need automatic weapons pointed at me. I don't want yeah. that much excitement. So anyway, how do we get off on that? I, I, I want to bring it back a little bit because we got off on doing. We were what talking you, about the the oh the, selling stuff and no going talking, to Ireland and I was going to do that sh- and but that brought that came. From, we were talking about primitive cultures and folks from primitive cultures. Coming to you know, coming to the Western world, getting an education, acquiring all the stuff, and then realizing, yeah, I'm getting off this merry-go-round. Gotcha. So the question is, yeah, getting off, and I thought about it, but I didn't, I didn't do it. I could have done it. I was so close yeah. to, and there was another moment too after my father passed away, literally being in hospice care when he was within a couple of days of being gone, 
and I thought to myself, I need to change my, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to shift gears completely. This is it. I'm done. I'm Which gonna, is why you should never make decisions. And when, when it comes to, when you're un, uh, under emotional duress yep. in any way, shape, or I, I can see that. That's a, it was yeah. a big, for me, it was like, I don't want to. And one of the reasons was this, and I don't want to, okay, give me one minute here was because he and I were in, uh, in, in sailplanes and gliders in some form or fashion for mo- all my life and majority of his life. We had common friends and things like that. We had very calm for decades. And so it wasn't like he had, he was into basketball and I was into gliding. So what happened was, and this is, I knew this was going to happen and it happened after he passed away, I would still run into people all the time that knew him and knew me. So for a long time until it's recently just stopped was, you know, I really miss your father and da, 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 and he did this and he did, which I was good to hear, but it was also hurtful because yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want to really, you know, I, yeah, I miss him too every freaking day. And I don't want to have someone else come to me. It's, it's, it's nice that they recognize it. But I knew, so I thought to myself, if I live and stay in this business, I'm going to be dealing with this for a long time. And the way I can handle it is quit. I can quit this business and I'll move across the pond and do something that has nothing to do with this. And that's why I'm going to... And you don't have to see those people. That's right. Event. That's why I'm going to be able to deal with this. But if you would have done that, it would have made you a weaker person. Well, yeah. I could have found an Irish lass. It doesn't matter. You still would have been weaker. Really? Like, emo- yeah, emotionally and mentally. Guaranteed. Okay. Because look at what you overcome having to deal with all that. I don't know. Keep I, staying I, in the business and you have to continue talking about those, talking about that stuff and reliving all those memories every single time you talk to one of those people. Right. It, it makes you, I feel like it makes you uh, stronger, I'm sure. I was, I remember about a year and a half after it happened, I flew my airplane with um, Scott Bracken and someone else down to an FAA seminar somewhere south of Phoenix. It was a weekend thing. We went down there and I had like a gliding t-shirt, the, uh, uh, the IVSM. It was one of these, like that's that's kind of a... That's mostly my father there, actually, in that that weird piece of artwork. Elmira, New York, folks. Right. That's what he's talking about. So I had about. something anyway. on there, and we're walking back out. It's done. We're all this big group of people, and I don't know anybody there, but Scott and the guy, other guy I flew down with. So he sees this gliding shirt. And uh, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. And uh, says, uh, it's something about this glider. He goes, hey, are you a glider pilot? And I went, Yeah. He goes, yeah, I restore these antique gliders or I did this thing once. And, and he, he goes, oh, what's, what's your name? And I said, uh, Paul, just Paul, whatever. He goes, Paul Gaines. And uh, he goes, are you related to Robert Gaines? And I went. <laughs> I feel like that might be your father from some oh other plane, plane of existence just poking oh my fun God. at you going, son, it's very rude for you to not have that on vibrate. And I said, that's my, yeah, I, I know it's not. So I said, that's my, uh, that's my father. Oh my God, Bob Gaines, that's your dad. And he was kind of famous in his, but he wasn't yeah. to me because I didn't, it's my freaking dad. Right. I don't care. And he goes, it was amazing. There was, I was looking for this SH1, some kind of glider. And I was hunting it. He was the only guy that I knew could find it or help me look for it. And it was weird. We're walking, walking out to the ramp of the airplanes that are out there. We're all kind of leaving this event, 50, 80 people, whatever like that. And he's going on. And this is, Scott was kind of weird feeling because my father just it wasn't that long ago. So I was not really enjoying this conversation. Like I was telling you about here, here's another, I don't even know this guy's from South Arizona. My father lived in Georgia and here's some unknown name guy that said, God, I emailed your father and you know what happened? And I'm going, oh, I, don't, I don't know. You emailed him. What happened? He goes, he emailed me back. It was awesome. I'm thinking, 
that's how well known my father was in his little area. And I went, well, I'm glad he did. Was he, did he help you out? Yeah, your dad seriously yeah. touched this guy. Yeah, like, so, you know? but he was, he was ecstatic to meet someone that knew my father. And then he finally left. Oh, thank, nice meeting you, blah, 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 da, da. And then I didn't really say anything for a while. But that was the kind of thing I wanted to get away from. I don't know how I got off on that topic of, of whatever, again, I'm making a life change. That's it. I wanted to you do could that. Have, you to get away from that. Yeah, to get away from that. But it's still a form of running. Oh, we need to quit. Right. Is that what we're looking at? We're, we're running on, aren't we? What? Oh, yeah. No, that's what we do. We ramble. I know. We just ramble and prattle and on. And I'll quit my little story. I'm done with that part. Oh, okay. But that's a life change. We're talking about... Uh, uh, Sometimes you know. you, there's a catalyst for change. I think that's the way to sum this up. Sometimes a catalyst for change can be... And yet I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Or you did. You did, oh. you did change. You just didn't leave. You didn't quit. Oh, you didn't. Do you remember when you first started listening to the Black Keys and you said, these guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing? Yep. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I guess. You'd you're be, right. You would be a piss poor manager at a pub. You'd be a piss poor oh, owner of a pub. You'd, fucking terrible. Drive it into the ground. <laughs> yep. You're good at composites. You should probably continue fucking doing that. I'll do it for a little bit longer. Yeah. So well, that's what it was. Yeah. We're going to, we'll, we'll do the podcast for not much longer. How's that? No, I didn't. Thank I mean, you. I mean, today. Oh. Because <laughs> I heard a collective sigh of relief. Thank God these guys are going to turn off the microphones for people, good. I wish they would just shut the just, fuck up. It's local and I want to hear they're on 66, but I just. I don't even think my own mother wants to listen to me talk this much. It's like hitting yourself with a, with a, with a, uh, with a claw hammer or something and it mm-hmm. kind of hurts. But then it quits hurting. Then I think I'll hit myself in the hammer in the head with a hammer again. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. Bang! Oh, it did oh, hurt. Shit! It still hurts. Fuck! I thought it was going to yeah. change. Here comes another episode. Well, while you Assholes. people, um, I think we'll just kind of close it out. Okay. All right, you people think about all that shit that we said today. Uh, questions, comments, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Go to your iTunes uh, app, podcast app, podcast app. Or on iTunes if you want to be a Luddite. Look up, look if you up. have an Android phone, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I go on the internet. I really don't. I, I I don't. I mean zero disrespect. Normally I do towards Android folks, but I I mean zero disrespect in this regard. But I honestly have no idea how you people listen to podcasts. No, I, but this is a real question. How it, can they do this? I really don't know. I need to figure that Seriously? out. Seriously? Yeah, we need to figure. I do have they just no idea. go on the? They can go. I, I know that they can go to Podbean. Like, you go to cartooncasual.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. And click on the latest episode, and you can or tap on the latest episode, and you can listen to it that way. And it does play with your screen off. I know that much, but I don't know of an app. I, I, I thought really don't. Google, you said, had something they were trying to play. I, 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 I Google Play. That's what you were saying. Won't let us have our podcast for some reason. Us? It just doesn't work. Like us, us, like me, us people, white people. I don't know. I have, no, I have no mm-hmm. idea why. I've tried to push it through Google Play. I've tried emailing people. I've tried doing all sorts of stuff, and it just doesn't work. Anyway, well, questions, comments, you know, leave them on the Facebook page, uh, cartooncasual.facebook.com. Joe, it's been a real or, pleasure uh, today. Likewise, it's definitely been a pleasure. Nice way to unwind at the end of a nice week. Uh, also, uh, email. I mean, hate mail, whatever. I mean, you want to send nudes, men, women, whatever. Dudes mm-hmm. will probably forward it on to somebody. Not going to judge. Um, but if you leave a phone number, we will call you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not during the podcast. It might just be in the middle of the night when I'm working or whatever. But it's uh, cartooncasual at gmail.com. So, Paul, do you have anything to add? Nope. Um, uh, we're going to have a guest maybe uh, coming up. Another yeah, coming up shortly. We're going we're gonna to do, do another one. Yeah, for sure. Someone that most people know. 
locally. Yeah, I was going to say, most people within a 100-mile radius might know him, but otherwise. Well, anyway, this has been another uh, Cartoon Casual. Y'all have a great day. and Like and subscribe and all that jazz. See you, folks. Bye.